0: This week's episode of the Co-optional podcast is proudly sponsored by Squarespace. Get 10% off your first order at squarespace.com/cooptional. Create your own professional-looking website with no prior knowledge required at squarespace.com/cooptional. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Co-Optional podcast for the 10th of Feb 2015. Welcome. Hello. We have a show for you of some sort. Mm -hmm. Some description, you know. Can't guarantee what's going to be in it. We never can. Occasionally we talk about video games. Usually we manage to stick to it, for the most part. Uh, I think uh, we launched a new show called Co-Optional Lounge last week on Friday, which was two hours of us bullshitting. Mostly about pizza while playing Dominion. And sure. I think that proved, beyond the shadow of a doubt, that yes, we can get more off topic. It is entirely possible. <laughs> so this show's actually not too shabby in that regard. Speaking, Jesse. What
1: what, 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 what?
0: You were about to say
1: something pertinent? Nothing. I was not gonna say anything about how Dodger and Crendor are notorious liars and cheats. And they convinced me to order Domino's pizza, a pizza no one wants to order. Because they said they all (laughs) ordered it. I ordered mine. And they're like, we should probably order pizza now. It was the greatest lie (laughs) on man. (laughs) The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was was convincing man he didn't exist. That's Dodger and Krendor. They're the worst. But. They're the worst. What? But. Yes.
2: In the end, it came back to bite me. Karma got you. That's true. Karma got me and my pizza... Finally showed up and how many was, how many hours was late was that? Not good. Uh you know, like two,
0: but, <laughs> two hours but late. But the delivery guy did repeatedly call you beautiful on it's multiple true. occasions. So the delivery
2: guy, I'm almost positive was quite high and showed up and said, What a beautiful day, don't you think? And I said, Yep, it's a pretty beautiful day. And he was like, You are just so beautiful. Like, Thank you. No, but really, you're just like so beautiful. I was like,
0: I'm going to get the taser out can now. My, yeah,
2: can I have my pizza? And then when he left, he said, have a beautiful rest of your day. I was like, it's fucking midnight. What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> that yeah. reminds me of that. Ep- look, old man, Jesse, it reminds me of that episode of Seinfeld.
0: Let's get this out of the way when, before we start yeah. the show. Come on.
1: When, when Elaine, when, when it's like, that's a beautiful baby or whatever the episode was about. And she's like, he says everything's beautiful. Right? Like, I don't know what that means anymore. That guy, <laughs> beauty has no meaning to him. He just says <laughs> it. It's like someone who True. says, I love you too much. Right? There's well, nothing
3: it doesn't mean anything more. To you. There's nothing more that reminded me of the difference between living in the UK and America than the quality of Domino's pizza because it is fucking beautiful in the UK. It is. is it, it is yeah. great. Is it we, an
2: actual beautiful pizza? It's great. In the UK?
3: Yeah. We used
0: to live in a house that was three stoners and me, and this oh. was two years of university. That meant the Domino's, the Domino's got a lot of business and. <laughs> Trainers. They they spent, I am pretty sure, their entire student loan on dominoes pretty much every night when smoking some terrible weed. And I would occasionally go up there and they'd be pretty much wiped out and I would steal chicken strippers from them nice. because yeah, they delicious. couldn't resist. Like they you were get- in they were in a state that would not allow them to stop me. So I was able to get free food from them pretty constantly. They were very generous <laughs> when they were high, actually. It was great. So I was a big fan of that. Now... Can I would we? like to invite our second non-traditional guest to the show. Non-traditional? Why? You guys don't
3: like having Irish people on? Uh, <laughs>
0: <that's>,
3: uh, <laughs> yes. Have we ever had an Irishman? Yes,
0: I, I, have yes we, we have. Irishman? We had Gav. We had Miracle of Sound on the show. He's an Irishman. That's right. Yes, yeah, that's absolutely. He, he's, a, he's a born and bred Irishman. This is our second Irishman. And also our second kind of more traditional games journalist sort of thing. We usually have YouTubers and streamers on the show, but we do have a guy that does make his own videos and many other things besides, in fact, he works for Spot?
1: Pot. Ah, Pot. Ah.
0: does not oh, work, work for, for Pot. Pot. Yeah. Games Pot? Game Pot? I love Games
1: Pot. Ah, uh, Games Pot. I
0: love to delve into the Games Pot and see what's in there. You know, games that's, Pot
1: is a great website. Yeah, I love to it shop is- at
0: GameStop. Wait, wait, what? there you go i was about to say it it's and gonna actually, happen did
3: you work at gamestop before
0: <laughs> i worked at i worked at game because uh, then gamestop game. never made its way into the uk but it did make its way to ireland oh, yeah. didn't it
3: yeah it it's, did it's, it, be, it became the biggest uh, retail chain for games in ireland and when i worked at gamestop people would call it game spot so now the opposite happens all the time it is
0: pretty damn annoying and confusing but i'd like to invite the host of the point and many other things danny o'dwyer to the show welcome
3: Thank you very much for having me. Uh, Apologies to you guys and your viewers. I hope the hour earlier thing wasn't too much of a a strain on everyone. But thank you so much for having me on.
0: We announced it multiple times, which means we'll get complaints on the subreddit later from people (laughs) that missed it. But that's fine. We don't mind. It's all good. That means they can just go watch the VOD later. So why don't you run down what it is that you do at GameSpot and the kind of shows that you do and
3: why you are here? Sure. Uh, I don't know why I'm here. Maybe it's because I like talking about video games. We needed a guest that talks about video (laughs) games. We heard
1: heard you worked at GameSpot, and we were like, we gotta get him on. He's the hookup.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I'll just send you some of our... We got this shit just lying around all over the place. (laughs) That's Uh, what I hear. I've been at GameSpot... I almost said GameSpot. I've been at GameSpot for about three years. We're gonna uh, fuck
0: with you this entire show. You know this, right?
3: (laughs) I just kind of have cravings the entire show. Um, I've been here about three years. I worked out at a UK office for about two years, and now I work here in our San Francisco office, which is lovely. I just found this room in like the back of CBS offices. Like,
0: you didn't know it existed prior to this.
3: No, I don't. I found this fucking copy of Escape Dead Island. The oh, God. It's the them.
0: hell room. It's the punishment <laughs> yeah. room. That's where they send
3: interns to die. It's
0: oh, got no. Batman. Got that's Batman all right. Through. That's an
3: okay game. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah, but I've been here in the US office for about a year or so. Um, I was an ex Games, well, I was a Gamespot user for years and years, like yourself. I have seen your total biscuit account oh, I've got, on Gamespot. Mine's like nine old. years
0: old, isn't it? I've got yeah. an old school account for that site. Yeah,
3: and uh, I was in the user area for years, like big blogger, big like video uploader in there, mm-hmm. uh, and then. Uh, I guess I eventually found my way into this industry. I worked in web development in London for years, trying to break into GameSpot UK, and then eventually did. I got a gig there about five weeks before I was like, I'd thrown in the towel on games journalism and said, fuck it, I'm going to make websites in Dubai. And then they sent me an email like five weeks before I left saying, oh, we got this job for you. And I'm like, great. I'll just send my girlfriend to Dubai then. <laughs> uh, but it worked out for the best. Uh, now I'm over here. i uh, got The Lobby, our weekly live show. Um... And uh, the, the points, and I pop in on Giant Bomb stuff and help you around do. with features here at GameSpot. And yeah, it's a great job. I I love the idea that we are the traditional press. You're completely right. But I just found the idea that, like, this weird job that I still don't think my parents fully understand as being traditional. Kind of tra- Oh, we can stuff. relate yeah. to that.
0: Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> uh, my dad started to understand what to start showing the checks, basically. Before yeah, that, yeah, he's like, enough. what the fuck are you wasting your life with here? And it's... Not that he would ever swear. I don't think I've ever heard my dad swear in the 30 years on this planet. I'm pretty sure he's not capable of it. Oh, my. But, yeah, you're, you guys are kind of in a strange spot, see what i did there ah. Nice. Ah. Uh, you're, you're, so you're now you're connected again to giant bomb of course the sordid tale of Gerstman gate goes back a long long time before you were even employed by them but you guys got back into bed together and games uh, the, uh, giant bomb in particular kind of went down this this route where they're straddling the line between the more byline focused video coverage which a lot of youtubers do and a more traditional game site that does traditional coverage and Gamespot seems to be leaning kind of that way as well you're, you're investing a lot more in the video content
3: yeah, I think Jeff uh, Gersman over Giant Bomb really saw that sort of happening. Um, yeah. they had a, you know a, some of it is to do with the fact that they just had a smaller team so they had to lean on personality a bit more but like they always pushed, you know, talking about games that they were interested in rather than games that the, you know, the meta SEO was telling them people were interested in. Um, so I guess the you know GameSpot is sort of like realizing that the, the realities of, of games coverage in 2015 are totally different to what they mm-hmm, were, yeah. you know, 17 years ago when this site was founded. Um, but then, you know, I think it's a, like a constant struggle of like, you know, we have to appease the audience, the large audience that we get that comes in through Google, that comes in through, uh, you know, uh, sort of more, tr- they go, traditional means or what have what has been like the way people come to websites in the past, yeah. which means that those are folks who are just looking for, information so like so news, much of our yeah. traffic is news reviews or review scores I'm sure we're gonna talk about that later oh, um, and then yeah. and then the, you know obviously the video stuff is is getting more popular Um GameSpot was always like a really it was like one of the first game sites that had video it was the first game site that used to like broadcast from e3 every year like that was the way when I was in Ireland glorious let's
0: say 360p. Yeah, right.
3: Exactly. A uh, little, little animated GIF style window. So we've always sort of been there with video. I think theres uh, there's been a lot of change over the past 12 months over how exactly we're tackling that. Because obviously, as you guys are more than aware, that the world of YouTube and Twitch has changed the face of how yeah people listen and talk about games. Totally different to what it was five years ago.
0: Yep, absolutely. It's a it's an ever changing landscape. If you don't keep up, you will be left behind, and that applies to YouTubers as well. God, we've seen so many channels just die. Like, it's really kind of depressing. You find this like two million subscriber channel, and they're barely putting out videos anymore, and the videos are getting like ten thousand views each out of their two wow. million subs. So like, God, this is a graveyard. It happens so often. A lot of people don't don't notice it, but channels it's like my die on YouTube. Nightmare. It uh, yeah oh yeah I I break I'm out like and so cold worried. Sweats. One day I'm yeah. gonna wake
2: up and be like. Oh god, what did I do? They've all gone and you can never get them back when
0: that happens, you know. YouTube is hyper competitive. There's new channels coming out of the roadwork all the time. Like mm. literally anyone can do your job. It's just whether or not you can do it better than them. That's what kind of keeps you afloat. Don't you don't you say that. Don't you say that, biscuit. What? I know. You just
1: inspired an entire generation of knuckleheads to be like, "Screw math and science. I'm going to YouTube." And <laughs> I have told people die. time We're and again not die to do that. die of the that. measles because of you. We're all going to get some horrible disease in the future. Super, super disease. And because we need there are no scientists. doctors
0: anymore. They're all YouTubers. God damn we need it.
1: scientists and mathematicians. Get us off this planet. It
0: is dying. Get me on <laughs> Mars. I do and not
1: want to be And we're contributing to
0: that through YouTube videos. I've always said to, like, yep. whenever people ask me advice about like how can I get into YouTube, it's like, uh, one, don't. Two, yes. <laughs> if you're going to do it. Set out with your sole goal being to create videos that you really like and enjoy and find personal fulfillment out of as a hobby. If you happen to make money from it, that's a bonus. Don't go in expecting it. All of us got where we are through entirely different random ways that can't really be replicated. Mm. It just kind of happened. One hundred
3: percent. I think the same is true of like people who ask us how to get into the traditional games press because it's 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 so scattershot like for years and years like I was trying to get in and thinking that I was good enough and then it just wasn't a job for it. And sometimes, you know, you're competing with thousands of other people who want to do it. But there's like the reasons why people think they're successful in these spaces there's probably someone who did the exact same thing as you, who just never got that lucky break. Yeah. So, you know, you can try your hardest, but I've always been a very much a have a plan B type of person about this sort of stuff.
0: Yeah. As much as I'd like to believe in the meritocracy, uh, yeah. it's it only kind of exists once you start to make money and then like your money is tied in directly to your viewership how much you're pleasing your viewership and how many ad views you get you know that's kind of meritocracy in a kind of pure capitalistic form but actually get it breaking up to that point there is no meritocracy it's blind luck you know you can work for years and maybe have no one listen or you can make one video that just happens to go viral and suddenly you've mm. got a career on your hands don't go in planning just go just do it because you want to create cool videos and you want to do it for your own personal gratification that's the way to do it that's the
3: way it happens and if you don't do it for the fun then you're going to end up doing stuff that you don't want to do and then you're going to ruin your hobby and then you're going to yeah you're going to hate video games yeah don't know worth it
1: or you could stay in school and become someone important (laughs)
3: in society
1: i agree with jesse do that first yeah (laughs) look look i know in some people's minds they think YouTube is celebrity and will be remembered forever. Um, no, 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 no! I get. where years, the Z we'll be list, like Jesse. Who? Know. Trust me. Also, more importantly, <laughs> more importantly, scientists. You know those guys. Those are the guys that live forever. Oh, They're yeah. the ones who change oh, I got the world. Posters
3: of those dudes all over my bedroom. Absolutely. Do
1: that. In Do various
0: that. erotic poses, I've been told. <laughs>
3: did you guys? Th- did you guys have that Did we have what? Plan Bs? Did you have alternative paths? Uh, it was. It I was, lived
1: my Plan B oh before God. I did this. Yeah,
3: yeah, I was. I was
0: working at a financial advisory, and yeah, I was a teacher. Yeah, you were a teacher.
3: You and guys were like, oh whoa, my that's God. like a real job. Yeah, yeah we yeah, did have say, real both jobs. Both of
2: you guys were planning to like do stuff that would still help people out. I my, was still looking <laughs> to actually use not...
0: my law degree on something, and now I'm just like, <clears> fuck that, video games. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Um,
2: my plan B was all right. If I move to LA and everything falls apart, and I never should have moved to LA in the first place, and I, you know, YouTube just doesn't work out, then I'll just go to grad school and learn how to make armor because that was my plan before I started armor. doing YouTube. Armor, yeah, because
0: That's oddly specific. Well, like, because grad
2: in, school. Why would you yeah, pay to
0: go to grad school because, for
2: that? Because in college, I was uh, I was doing props and costume crafts, so like okay. horns and tails and like just weird stuff like that. But what I really wanted to learn how to do was like all of the metalwork to make actual swords and actual armor and stuff, stuff for, like, like that. Stuff like
0: films and plays, that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah.
2: And in Ohio, there is a school, there's a grad program that you can get into for free as a fellowship if you like work hard enough. And then you can learn how to make... Like feather armor and shit. Ah, oh, God. That's oh, what I wanted to do.
3: Feather armor? That sounds ineffective, I would imagine. No,
2: where you, like, you take armor and you make each piece of armor look like feathers and then you layer them and like oh, video I game shit. Like, like,
1: that's crazy. I like that your plan B was essentially being homeless, but you got to make armor.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was my plan. Like, and then, you know, make lattes. You'd for make people, no money doing probably, that, but so it would that's be. That's what every awesome. other person I went to college with did. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. It's, so. I, I feel bad you guys for recommending were Puzzle Forge to you now. Because I, I feel like I'm reminding you of the
3: life you could have had with Puzzle Forge yeah. 2. Oh, Every yeah. time I
2: play it, I a single tear falls. <laughs> and then I wipe it away, angrily. Are you still you could playing be sitting that game? in your
3: office chair with, like, just covered in sheet metal. It'd
2: be <laughs> So happy.
3: Are you still playing that game, Dodger? Because, like,
0: didn't we come to the conclusion that game is really fucking difficult? It's,
2: it's very hard, yeah. yeah. Um... I just, I can't every time one of those special dudes shows up and is like, make me a gold thing. I can't do it. I can't plan out the moves so far enough difficult. ahead of time it's... to be able to like get the gold thing made. It's I a can't really do cool
0: it. game. Like if you actually have the mind for a puzzler, uh, Puzzle Forge 2 is really fun. But if you don't, it's a really cool concept. You get into it and you immediately realize I'm too stupid to play this. Yeah, I, I, for real. I, I can make this copper axe. And anything more than that, you require anything fancier, I can't make it. I don't have the skill. I don't have the foresight. It's like playing chess with fucking (laughs) ore. It's really difficult.
2: I can do everything up to gold. But once it has to be gold, I need the whole floor to be just blank. And that's not going to happen unless I get that special item where you can be like, bomb everything start (laughs) over and I never have that on the day so
0: I'm just glad like some people are actually willing to make difficult games for iOS (laughs) because a lot of the Mm -hmm. match three stuff just seems like it's we just want to make a game that lets you have an awesome combo that you got through blind luck and you feel good about yourself but Puzzle Forge is like nope you're gonna earn that shit you gotta this ain't
2: ain't your mama's bejeweled no it is is not
0: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely not uh, speaking of Match 3, and we'll get into the discussion on the main game, I'm, I'm sure, quite soon. I I played Evolve Hunters, which is the free game that they put out on iOS. And oh, wow. it's surprisingly not awful. So hey. not only is it actually like really like, high Bob, quality, they use a lot of assets from the main game. They use is. a lot of voice acting <laughs> from the main game and things like that. But it's actually a pretty fun, compelling Match 3. So uh, the thing that it's got... It's got a number of different things that it does differently to match three. So kind of like Puzzle Quest, if you match four or five, then cool things are going to happen. But if you match five, it activates a special ability on the character whose color that you did. And everyone has a different special ability. But not only that, you can charge energy bars, which unlock different weapons that you can use on your hunters. So you get like level two on your assault and he can use his lightning gun, which is an AOE that hits everybody. And you could go up to like level three and do orbital bombardments and stuff like that and as you kill stuff you occasionally get a crate which unlocks mastery level which you can then transfer and funnel into your main account that slightly increases know. the speed that you level up your evolved characters at it's not by a lot apparently it's like five or ten percent but you can you can like pump up a character to like level three boosts in about 10 minutes in that game oh, wow. so it's actually wow. kind of worth playing but as a game on its own it's actually a kind of fun match three and I think there are microtransactions, but there's no need to ever use them at all. Of course, there
3: are microtransactions. It's it's an iOS
0: game, yeah, and it's evolve as you said. You know, it's like how many more layers can they throw at that shit? But I've seen no need to use any of the boosters or anything in that game. You can just play it straight up and play it as a match three. And they have some cool little gimmicks. You get to fight the monster and it runs away. The monster's got special attacks. You can. uh, It's got like a a kind of tanking system uh, because they can. uh, Monsters can target you individually. Like you fight the beasts. a lot of the time that you would run into as you're hunting the monster and it's like oh i can use this ability to force aggro onto me so it kind of plays like an rpg and as i said it's really like high production value they put a lot of effort into it it's fun like even if you don't intend to actually play evolve if you just want to play kind of a cool match three with a sci-fi theme evolve
3: hunters is not bad oh you know, it's actually well, pretty, pretty- good right these games like Why I guess think... I'm also doing the same. Do you think like this is to get people to play the full game? Like, is it to no, just like no, no, no. make the brand bigger in people's?
1: It's it's about having brand awareness on iOS. It's about having yeah. the
0: like. It doesn't need to be. It's a the great same game. with a Dying Light app. It just needs to be know? a game. Dying Light has an app that's barely a game, but <laughs> it what it lets you do is. And I I should check my guys just actually drop a crate see what game.
3: The, yes, keep, you drop a great game. You,
0: it, it keeps you thinking about the game even when you're not at home playing. Yeah, it's it's running right now, actually. That's the Dying Light app. And you send out scouts to do <coughs> missions. They mm. get stuff, and you can send it to your main game in a package that you can pick up from the quartermaster. It's It pretends to be a game, but there's no actual skill involved in it in any way. But it reminds you, like, every 20 minutes, hey, Dying Light exists. I think that's kind of, like, its its purpose. I have a question. Sure. Do you
2: guys also think that part of it is so that they can say... Our demographics for Evolve
4: mm. oh, are more. Nice. Because
2: they, they look yeah. and they're like, okay, we wanna have we wanna be able to say that like our demographics for this game, you know, cover men and women of a variety of ages. Like what sort of games are like older women playing? And they're like match Oh, they literally only play match three. Okay, cool. We'll make a match three app. <laughs> you know. I don't know if maybe that has something to do with it. It could.
0: I mean there's so nothing that they so- look better. It, it might be it might have something to do with that and if they get even any conversion from that whatsoever if it even interests like one person that wouldn't otherwise be interested then it mm. maybe it's worthwhile and if i mean those those apps actually sometimes make money you know if they're set up with the right microtransactions but like i said like i've seen no reason to use microtransactions in the evolve mm. um, hunter app so but it's it's just worth playing as a fun match three game but the sci-fi theme and it's cool. They've got the original voice acting in there and, you know, it's they use all the gun models as well. Like he'll pull out the lightning gun and just blast away Aww. with it. It's it's, it's fun. fun. It's it's pretty good. So shall we get on to Evolve then? I think uh, have have we all played Evolve at some point? Yeah. Yeah. Some point. At I haven't some played point. it
3: since the new stuff's come out.
0: Yeah, I, I played it this morning and I put out a video which showed the amazing AI, which I can actually <laughs> show you right now. I'll pull it up on the screen. Let's just say I've been playing solo for the most part because I wanted to level up my guys a little bit before I went into multiplayer and got absolutely destroyed. Let's just Uh say the AI may at some point have problems this is a video of me playing the assault guy with the rocket launcher fighting a level three Goliath who has decided that he really likes the look of that wall and is going to do nothing but stare at that wall while I shoot him with rockets for about two minutes. <laughs> that was, we, we were losing badly. Like we, we couldn't even find the guy until stage two. We had a really bad fight with him. He got out of the mobile arena. We tried to track him down. He got to stage three. I'm like, oh fuck, we're going to lose again. Mm. And we started the fight with him. He immediately kills our medic and our trapper. And we're like, we're fucked. Then, he goes to the wall and stops moving. And I kill him with rockets, and I win the game. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's not a huge issue, because obviously it's a multiplayer game, but a lot of people are going to want to play the solo, and if it keeps doing that, that's a fucked-up problem. That is not good.
1: I I have experience with solo as well. I I think this game stands firmly on its multiplayer benefits. I think multiplayer is fantastic. Like, playing with friends... But I think that is without a doubt amazing. The, the solo campaign or whatever it is is really, really frustrating in that mm. the AI difficulty is all over the place. Sometimes your team is geniuses. Sometimes they're idiots. Sometimes the monster is a stone-cold killer. Sometimes he walks into walls. Yeah. Um,
4: <clears throat> depending on
1: who you're playing, and this is the problem that I had, and it really pissed me off, is I wanted to try the medic character, and so I was cycling through medics. The monster, much like I would assume, I think it's supposed to prepare you for multiplayer, much like I would assume a a real person would do, goes after the medic, right? Like, because the medic's the one who can keep people alive. But if you're playing as the medic, if the monster's going after you, it is like all you're seeing is fists in your face
0: as you're trying to get out, and you're just getting pummeled. And... That's especially the it's, case with the Wraith. The Wraith has an ability where oh my God. he goes invisible wraith. and then just like slashes you to pieces. You can't see shit on the screen when he's yeah, doing that things to you. Things are just
1: coming at you and it's like, I I guess I'll jump into the air and try and to get out of the way. And hope
0: to get away, yeah. And hope that it's, the supports put a shield on me or something. So
1: much is happening. And in the, the main game, if you're playing with a team, you can sort of coordinate like, I'm the healer, I'm going to stay way in the back or up on a mountain or hide around a thing so I can keep you guys alive. And this... You have no coordination with the with the AI. They sort of just yeah. follow you. So if you're the healer, you're kind of in front most of the time. And mm. so you're getting your ass kicked, just right. repeatedly kicked by the AI. And it's like, all right, I'll switch to something else. And when you do, usually it's okay. When yeah. you're not playing a healer or support, usually it'll be okay. But it's still a mess. Like, I, I'm currently not a big fan of solo mode. I think... Find some I've, friends if you're going to
0: play. Absolutely. <laughs> I've
2: it, only played solo as the monster. Um, and that was fine for the most part. Yeah, because, yeah, I think so. You, know. you, so, you don't
0: have to yeah. worry about the AI being dumb. I mean, it, it puts up a reasonable no. enough challenge if you're playing the monster.
2: Oh, for sure. Like I, um, I played Wraith when Wraith was first coming out and I loved it, but I definitely had like a couple of rounds where I didn't do very well. And then a round where I did a lot better. And I was like, okay, I felt, you know, I feel like I learned how to use that monster. Right. But I, I can totally see the AI for the, the other dudes when you are one of those dudes being really frustrating (laughs) because you're trying, you can't like coordinate as a team when everybody else is a robot. (laughs) That doesn't work
0: yeah I mean it lets you switch between them in this in the solo mode but that doesn't really help that much like unless you really feel like micromanaging four people at once which is just mm. essentially impossible at that point uh, Danny how how much experience have you had playing it because I assume you played it in the beta you haven't played it yes. recently.
3: Yeah, but we've had so much coverage on the site. Everyone else has been sort of playing it uh, here yeah. at GameSpot, so I've been doing other bits and bobs. But, yeah, I, I feel like I'm going to play a bunch this weekend, but we're, we're kind of in, like, week one Titanfall mode where nobody really knows how to play this game yet. Yes. And also also feel like what the, you know, back and forth is going to be like between folks who are learning how to play the different monsters and the yeah. different classes. Mm-hmm. Like, a week from now, it's going to be so different that I'm kind of waiting until, you know, I'm looking forward to this week when, when it's maybe there's a sort of a, a, a like a, knowledge base around that game uh it, yeah. it's a bit disappointing to hear about that ai stuff though because like what i worry about is that there's going to be ways where four hunters are able to like game the ai where they'll like figure out an exploit and then suddenly it just and kind just of makes
4: yeah. yeah
3: like it'll become like an easy thing or like in specific maps maybe that and i guess that's going to be part of it and you know, especially nowadays, but, like, the way people, like, share that sort of strats on forums that, like, it could be, like, a week or two where suddenly everyone just knows how to kill the AI stuff. And I've always been a fan of, about, like, shooting bots and stuff. Like, I always loved playing games like UT, like, still to this day sure, yeah. on my own. Um, so I'm interested in that. I'm interested to see what it's like playing a randoms because those games are always fun when you're playing with buddies. But, like, Left for Dead was a game that I genuinely enjoyed putting campaigns in with, like, three people and I had no clue who they were. And, like, dying was fun. And I'm not sure if dying is fun in a battle, so...
0: I would say it's not. Like, at least Mm -hmm. uh, to to my experience at the moment, it's it often involves getting uh, pummeled by the monster particularly the Wraith. I, I kind of i liked fighting that flying monster that has kind of artillery attacks like i felt like i could genuinely dodge out of the way of those things but when when this stupid thing goes invisible and then it's just right up in your face slashing you to pieces and you can't see anything you genuinely feel like you can't do a damn thing and it's kind of potluck as to whether or not you survive and that i think is frustrating because you've got I think you've got to have sufficient methods to either defend against that or to be able to just get out of the way. And even then, if you're playing assault with the shield, when you're supposed to be able to be able to tank those hits, it's like you can't see anything. You're randomly firing. It, this guy's up in your face. He fills your entire screen, which is not helpful, especially when your gun model is huge. Mm-hmm. I posted an image that demonstrated the lightning gun model on a 2560 by 1600 display takes a, a, over 1,000 pixels wide by <laughs> 700 tall. Like a quarter of the screen. It's ludicrous. It's so, I can't so, so big. I don't know why. I, I, I'm i trying to
1: remember the character's name. and, and I, I played him a bunch, and it's going to anger me that I don't. But the dude has the flamethrower and the chain oh, gun. Oh, he's one of the, the assault gr- guys, right? Yeah, he has a grenade. The grenade is like half the screen, big. Why? Like
0: when he holds <laughs> The gun it's models huge. in that game are stupid. I even, I cranked up the, uh, there's no field of view slider, so I was pissed off about that. But I went into the config, and I added the FOV on the Mercs to be 110. And that makes the game more playable, but it doesn't affect the size of the gun models. So the gun <laughs> model is covering so much of the damn screen all the time. It's infuriating. Yeah, and I just Quake
3: 3 that shit? Just like CG yeah. underscore drawgun equals zero. Or I something? would
0: love that to work. I'm pretty, <laughs> and there might be a way to do it in the cry. Because uh, they're using like CryEngine, uh, it's four, I think, now, aren't they? And there's probably a way to do it, but I'm not really sure what's going on with that. Here's the thing. I, what, do, what do you guys think about this? So. The biggest problem I've had with Evolve so far is that game seems to have a ton of downtime. Now, what you were saying, Danny, earlier about no one knowing what the fuck they're doing, I think is very relevant to that because it seems like an experienced monster versus experienced hunters would have a lot less downtime because you're not relying on Daisy, the little... uh, Uh, like hog thing to track down your you you gotta you cut them off you learn the map and you end up cutting the monster off because you can't the monster's faster than you if you're behind the monster and just chasing him you're not going to get him you've got to wait for the monster to either stop or you're going to be able to cut him off at the pass ambush him
1: also but i think an experience I, i i almost feel like the time would not change i feel like it overall it might be a faster match but the time of hunting versus the time of like like uh, evolving things like that because an experienced monster would know that you can sneak if you jump in the water that it will destroy your scent and so you can get back out and then sneak and they won't have a path to track you you can avoid right. things like I feel like it would make it just it'd be a level playing field mm. experienced hunters versus experienced a monster would be it would be just the same show sure. I think the biggest problem but you're absolutely right I think the biggest problem with the game is the downtime at the beginning when the you start the game, the hunt begins, is not and that every fun. single time I played, without fail, it's you hunt. If, if you're the hunters, you're hunting, and you are like, where's he at? What are we doing? Where's this monster at? How are we going to find him? And you're just sort of following around, tagging, and that could go on for who knows how long. And then you have a brief initial encounter with the monster that results in just a clusterfuck of insanity. <laughs> yeah, just and like, then, yeah. Yeah, and then either you trap the monster in which case a battle ensues and either you kill him immediately because he's low level or he gets away and then you don't see him again for another like 10 minutes yeah and he's probably level
0: 3 by that point
1: yeah and then you see him again and then this big battle ensues and then it's a crazy like oh my god things are happening and you don't really know what's going on and then it's then it's over or the the monster gets away and then you have to go defend the base and you have to sit there and wait for him to come and it happens every time without fail and if you're the monster it's every time you play it's Oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, these guys are after me. Oh, what am I gonna do? I gotta go find stuff, I gotta evolve quick. And you're just paranoid, and then you hit level three and it's like, let's do this shit. Let's go. Right <laughs> the game, that, like, that that mood never changes. There is the, no like different way you play the game. It's always that same, like, for for both of them. It's
0: weird. I think it might be a game mode problem, because really, there doesn't seem like there's an incentive at any point for the monster to ever engage before level three in the standard yeah. game mode. Did you play um the egg-hunting? Egg yes, yeah. I did. The monster that, has to th- engage then. Yes, that I think that's a better mode because it forces the monster in. The standard hunting yeah. mode, it doesn't force the monster to engage. In fact, it forces the opposite. Like, why on earth oh, yeah. would you want to... You cause avoid here's the thing. as
2: much as possible. The
0: hunters never increase in power uh, outside of grabbing a buff on the ground. They never increase in power. So logically, the only time you ever want to fight the hunters is at level three when you are at your max power level. There needs to be an incentive for the monster to fight the hunters in skirmishes before that. Things that the monster could do to slow the hunters down. Maybe, like, you could engage and, like, debuff the hunters as you went or something along those lines. Or, of course, another objective focus mode like the egg mode. And I think the egg mode works okay, but simultaneously it seems like you can just ignore half the eggs. Like, it's like, I'm not going to defend six eggs. That's ridiculous. I'm going to go farm. And by the time you guys have killed a few eggs, which take a while to kill anyway, I'm probably going to have a minion. I'm going to be like level two or three, and then I'm going to come and kill you. And the the problem is that if you're hunting the eggs, you're not hunting the monster most of the time. So it kind of, it, it messes with the, the hunt mode in a way that doesn't really work, at least in my honest opinion. Uh, I mean, I don't hate it. But it seems like the concept they came up with is good, and they couldn't figure out how to execute it properly. So this is what they came up with.
3: Yeah, I I don't know what it is. Like, every time i played it, it's just not grabbed me. It's grabbed me in that way that, like, all co-op games do. Like, I don't like playing Borderlands on my own. But if I play with friends, it's fun. But you can play, like, a real piece of shit PC game with a bunch of friends, and it's still fun as well. In fact, it's a really great way of having fun. But I just... The thing that keeps coming up, and it's coming up a lot of our review we put up today on YouTube and GameSpot, is like, does this thing have legs? And it reminds me of Titanfall, where mm-hmm. like this is really neat idea that was almost brilliant almost and had lasting there. powers. Yep. Yeah, like had lasting power, but like a month down the line, I'm not sure if people are going to be playing this. I think it's like it's a great thing to play in February when there's not much coming out in Q1, but I'm not sure if like there was a there was a seed of a great idea there, but I don't think it's really blossomed into anything.
0: Yeah, and I well, think
2: they're, that they're just gonna—they're gonna have to add a lot to it, right? They need. Oh, to, they're gonna they add to, a lot to
0: it. That gets well, us on the. but I the, mean, uh, like,
2: they need to brainstorm more game modes, more monsters, like, yeah, like, like throwing out the whole obvious thing, thing that they're going to make us pay for it. Yeah, but just they need—they need to they not need make more us pay for and game they need modes. Variety. Uh, I don't think it's silly. They didn't
1: make a Left 4 Dead style version of this game where you play as the hunters with your friends as you go through levels trying to hunt like a bigger monster. Like you land, like like you're on the planet and you go through like, there should have been a game here besides just the multiplayer. Right. That's no, how you would have had the, the legs. Yeah. Yeah, it, can, co-op. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, if you yeah, compare it, it, it to Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead has a bunch of objectives. The the campaigns are all different. They all have a bunch of cool events, and you're constantly being assailed by the horde. And as you go through, you're upgrading your weapons and you're acquiring items which will help you. And versus that and then the versus mode, which I think is the absolute best thing. I love Left 4 Dead 2's versus like it's the it's beautiful. Me too. It's, it's, it's great. incredibly well executed, asymmetrical versus game that uses the same. It uses the same strengths that Left 4 Dead has, but it adds this human element to it where the the, hum- the humans are able to plan against the other guys who are trying to do the run. And it's so good when everything comes together. And it's actually the same reason why I'm kind of enjoying Nozgoth at the moment, because Nozgoth has a very similar thing going for it.
2: Oh man, I still haven't played that game, but it's some people good. really, really like it. Those, yeah. vamp-
0: those vampires, though. Those vamp- vampires. Outside of the resentment that people have that it's not a proper Legacy of Cain game, that game's actually good. Like mm. the, It's got a real asymmetry to it. It's got a lot of variety in it. And it's got those Left for Dead moments where you perfectly execute your attack and it's the most satisfying thing in the fucking universe. Like, you blind them, suddenly your charger goes in and knocks one of them out. So, the flying guy grabs one, takes them up in the air, drops them to their death. It's beautiful. It's so fun. Um, and it's free, which Evolve isn't. So there's that. Yeah. But... I'm not getting those vibes from Evolve because I don't think it's well fleshed out enough, as you said. And adding more monsters will help. Sure, add more stuff. Great. But that's only going to keep people on the treadmill for so long. I really think they need to look very carefully at game modes. And also, let's be frank, Left 4 Dead kept a lot of its longevity because it has a modding scene and a map-making scene and a lot of good campaigns that came out there. Evolve does not and probably never will. That concerns me. Like you said, I think it having legs don't know if it will in a few months i don't know if people are going to keep playing this
3: the thing i worry about as well is that like as left 4 dead was so good at like delivering unique experiences like six months down the road 12 months down the road and they had to like create that ai director to make that happen like they had to create like a subsystem that was playing with like what the player was expecting and like their skill level and all that and when all that or so much of that rests on the person playing the monster like it's just random so like i worry that really obvious strats will come out of this and the only time you'll ever be not fighting a monster at level three is if somebody's just sucks at the game
0: yeah i i think you're absolutely right and that sucks because it's the it's the running skirmishes that make it good Mm. and i think uh, that kind of becomes reliant on the hunters and i think maybe If we were to look at the silver lining, those running skirmishes are probably going to happen more as people learn the maps and figure out how to cut the monster off. I I was on Twitter uh, last night, and I was like, this is running after Daisy Simulator, and (laughs) and this is all I'm doing. And people are like, well, here's the thing. Daisy's there to help you if you get lost. If you just follow Daisy, you'll never catch the monster, unless the monster does something stupid. You've got to figure out where he is, and then figure out a way to cut him off, because actually there aren't that many routes around the map. It looks like the monster can go everywhere. But he kind of can't. And he's forced in a no, particular route Especially
3: routes.
2: depending on on which monster you are. Because some yeah. monsters can climb more like Wraith can climb a lot. But some of the other monsters can't climb as easily.
0: So. Yeah, that's very true. So there are actually paths that are limited to. And I think that the meta is going to evolve as people figure out how to do that. But I am very concerned about its longevity. I, I can't imagine it really having a lot of players in a few months. I think the DLC and all of the pre-order stuff has really pissed off a lot of people that 2K have gone in really hard on that, more so than they should have. You know, I, I don't mind them selling cosmetics, but launching with a cash shop on day one after charging $60 for the game and then saying, actually, you need the yeah. digital deluxe edition if you want, like, all the characters. And, oh, we've got this PC Monster Race edition that's like $100 that'll give you even more stuff. And there's this other edition. And then pre uh, preloading is exclusive to one console. And then there was, like, a level skip that was exclusive to one console. I was like... I am lost now. I don't even know yeah, what I'm buying anymore too much. at this point. Way too much. Yeah. They, they I hate that
2: overboard. feeling. I hate that feeling of going to buy a game and then feeling inundated yeah. by just so many options. And then when I'm actually buying the game, I'm like, God, am I even buying the right one? I'm like, at, yeah, I am I buying the
0: right one? Like, which, what are the, I don't even know what these pre-orders do yet because I haven't played the game. Yeah. That's the worst thing. It's like, oh, it comes with this. What does that do? I don't know because I haven't played the game yet.
2: <laughs> I'll be honest. Like, rather than it making me confused and then I accidentally buy something more expensive or something that I didn't want. Most of the time if I don't know what I'm buying, I just I just stop. Don't buy it. The whole purchasing that's a, that's process, very, yeah, I just leave.
1: That's a very like well-known consumer thing. Like you hmm. don't over you never over inundate people who are going to buy something from you with too many options because the more yeah. options you give, the more people will just be like I'm just going to walk just away. Just guess out yeah. then. Yeah. yeah, totally. The, yeah. Like,
3: I hate the idea of spending sixty dollars on something and feeling like I got the cheap version. That's like, ridiculous. Yeah.
0: yeah, absolutely absurd that that should happen. Yeah, sixty dollars should be the complete experience. If you want to sell cosmetics, I don't really mind. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give them a pass on that because we know how game development works. Often the art guys aren't doing anything for the last like two weeks or whatever, so they come up with some cosmetic stuff that ends up being pointless day one dlc fine whatever make it a pre-order bonus make it day one dlc as soon as you start selling other stuff on day one that's when i have the problem mm. Mm. but yeah i think we're all kind of all in the same mind about evolve we, we should uh, probably get together and play it uh, over the weekend and see what's going on with it but I, mean, I i have no doubt i'll have some fun with it i don't think it's a it's a bad game i think no. that it's that i love the asymmetrical aspect of it playing the monster is a great deal of fun It it reminds me of Giant Citizen Kabuto, especially when you play the (laughs) Goliath. It's absolutely that. They literally nicked half the fucking abilities from it. The ground pounds from giants, the flame breaths from giants. Oh, the Goliath? Yeah. The way that you evolve and level up is by eating animals just like giants. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which is great. I'm cool with that. If you're going to be inspired by a game, be inspired by Giants because it's a fucking awesome game. You just, uh, you just
3: played like four hours of Giant Citizen Kabuto to even get to that part. You do, <laughs> actually. Yeah, you've yeah. got to... Because you, you, it was the last bit in Giants. Yeah. After you got to the play Sea the Reapers. Yeah. After the Smarties. Yep. God, they should make a HD re-release of that game.
0: I I played it with uh, a graphics mod and it still looks pretty fucking good. I'm going to be honest, awesome. you can still play it in modern resolution. The lighting in that game is still great. Uh, and... Uh, it actually it still has a bit of a multiplayer community left because that multiplayer really yeah the three faction multiplayer that was like 5v3v1 such so innovative really really cool it's an, i don't think it's ever been done since
3: that's a weird. yeah there was a weird year there was that year it was the same year sacrifice came out on pc as well there was a bunch of
2: real sacrifice
3: dad. yeah that we did
0: uh me and dodger did a video on that like three or four years ago for the original game ago, station we're yeah. like this game is incredible It's so i go <laughs> back to that game every once in a while because there's always things to discover thanks to the branching campaign i haven't seen yeah. all the endings yet you know i'd love to that you couldn't get all sorts of crazy shit i'm gonna damn i'm downloading that game again i'm gonna play it this weekend <laughs> it's gonna be great looking forward to it i have a fucking adore sacrifice so good Yeah, it's smashing Absolutely smashed. And still looks great to this day because its aesthetic is timeless. You know, they used a mm-hmm. really cool graphic style for that game that really still works. Oh, man. So good. Yeah. So that's Evolve, I guess. Uh, right. Do we, uh, are we going to do the inevitable Dankus Dungeon discussion now? Dankus
2: Dungeon.
1: Oh, that <laughs> <my. laughs> game.
0: F that yeah, game. Yeah, Jesse, I heard the salt came out when you played Darkest Dungeon.
2: Oh, does that surprise you, though? Not the salt comes out when Jesse plays every game. <laughs>
0: Not in any way. That game's stupid. You that game's salt. stupid.
1: <laughs> oh, All right, God, come on, let it out. Give, give, it us, give us the salt we want to hear. Let
4: Nothing, it it's just,
1: it's stupid. It's a game designed to be stupid, created by stupid people who are stupid. And this is I hate why them. he's not a
0: games critic, by the way.
1: Uh, I will simply say <laughs> formal <that> review.
0: <reveal>. <laughs> I think... 9 out of 10. Would not buy.
1: Let me just say, let me just say, it is a game designed to cause you great emotional distress mm-hmm. and designed to have traps spring up on your people for no goddamn reason well, while reason you're just trying traps. to get their paranoid asses Back to the damn town, because all you want to do is get that effing treasure, but somehow your stupid Dodger character is always drunk in the corner while your TB guy doesn't do any damage. You hire all these other people. You hire 11 people. All of them just die because, you know what, eff it. We're going to go fight a necromancer who summons infinite skeletons. How many fucking skeletons are in the room? Did we fight him in a skeleton room? Why did we fight the necromancer in the skeleton room? DOESN'T MAKE ANY GODDAMN SENSE! STUPID GAME! STUPID
0: GAME! That is exactly the reaction I expected for Darkest Dungeon. I think it's what they were going for, I gotta be honest. That is, oh, it's a game yeah. about stressed adventurers, and it makes you a stressed adventurer as you play it. That, that's one of the only early access games I got into and actually played a good deal of. It is, in its current state, a pretty damn good game. I think it's going to be a pretty damn great
3: game when they're finished <laughs> with it. It is beautiful, Danny. If you We've have a chance doing to play it,
2: updates like all the time too.
3: Yeah, I wish. Uh, you've, like I'm talking to you after I spent the past five days in bed with probably with tuberculosis. Actually. Oh, I'm, no. so I, TV strikes again! With, like,
1: TV strikes again!
3: I've been watching streams and watching uh, videos and whatnot <laughs> of it. Uh, it looks absolutely smashing. It, it I think, it's going to tickle that same thing that like Rogue Legacy tickled with yes. me, where I just I love the idea of like peons in games having characteristics that you have to like manage. It like yeah. it reminds me why I'm so a shit frustrating manager, but awesome. But yeah,
0: yeah. It's like each each character becomes very like, unique in that respect, and they just build up stuff. I, I, the the streamer thing right now that everyone's kind of gone on bandwagon of is they name their characters after subscribers, and then they just <laughs> like they just murder their subscribers. It's great. I'm I running out of YouTube so personalities
2: bad doing that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Krendor just died in my last run and he was like my top level crusader. He just got wrecked. A Jenna's dead too now. So my wife's dead, my one of my friends is dead. It's really quite depressing. I should probably start naming them after people I hate as opposed to people I I died like. a
2: while ago, right?
0: Oh yeah, you died like uh, in the first two runs. You you, you, you were you were a jester and you ended up doing stupid shit and tanking and just got murdered. But uh, the, the cool thing is it, it is like rogue legacy except it's a genre i enjoy like i yeah. i like from a critical standpoint i said yeah rogue legacy is a good game but i don't like it because i don't like the kind of uber hard platformer nonsense and i'm terrible at it but this this is a turn-based battle rpg this i can handle and i like getting tactical in that game But there's a lot of dice under the hood. Let's be honest. Let's call it what it is. There's a lot of RNG in that game. You can tip the dice in your favor. You can make the right decisions and you can still die because the game fucks you with the dice rolls. (laughs) It can happen. And if you're not willing to tolerate that, get the fuck out of the Darkest Dungeon and never play it again. Because it looks like they're not going to change that. That's a core, that's actually a core of what makes watching the game compelling. That's why it's a very popular game on Twitch, because you can fuck up and it gets really stressful and tense, because like, if I don't hit this guy, I'm dead. And then it's just yeah. like, you get an uber crit and everyone in the chat's going, yeah, it becomes a spectator experience. It's, I, yeah. I find it really compelling. And yeah, it gets frustrating when people die. It sucks. But you you want to get back on the horse. And I think the cool thing that that game does is it always lets you do that you, because uh, people are expendable in that game. You can just recruit as many people as you want for free. So you can just keep doing runs and eventually you might get a, a, a bunch of characters that are strong enough and fast enough to be able to beat the dungeon. And then they don't the- just
2: show up with syphilis. <laughs> 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 fuck those characters. And they're like, hi, I want to join your team. I have some pretty good abilities. And I'm like, cool, you're hired. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, you have syphilis. Really? <laughs> you're starting with syphilis? God damn! This <laughs> makes you so angry.
0: That's the only yeah, that time to be ever been too, too show yeah,
3: That game's a little bit too much, like OK Cupid, in that respect.
0: Uh, just uh-huh. a bit. Well, like one of the ways uh-huh.
2: that you can de-stress is going to the brothel, and like, who even knows? I don't know what the percentage possibility of getting syphilis is, but it happens far too often. <laughs> it's I have sky too many characters to who are brothel. like. Oh, yeah. My. I have too many characters where I'm like, go to the brothel and they're like, God, I feel so much better. I recovered like 98 stress points. And I'm like, whoa, that was so effective for you. And they're like, yeah, but I have syphilis. <laughs> so maybe like just don't take me anywhere ever. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, so, but on. I got the clap, you know, yeah, unfortunately. So
1: have you guys, have you guys
2: are
0: every
1: time I do anything, I send people places, it's like, yes, one time I sent Crendor to go pray. And then I come back after a mission and it's like, or decided to wander the world and left your group. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I said I sent Dodger this is why I love go the to the game. I sent Dodger go drink how, how. to recover, and Dodger's like, Dodger went on a drunken <laughs> bender and hasn't been seen for days. What?
0: What is it? Dodger I, lost my the first ancestral item in a gambling hall. The, it's like <laughs> that was amazing. That was a, my first ancestral level item, and you fucking gambled it away, you <laughs> stupid bastard. Oh. The game
1: is it's this game is not. For me I it is a stressful I played game. fire I played fire emblem and every time I play that game if I lose I instantly shut it down Start it again just yeah. so i don't lose like this is not my game I can't do like when people die I'm like well, I'm going to have to restart the entire game now. <laughs> no, like I can't. You've got to get over handle that. Handle it. I'm
0: done. You've got to get I'm over it. Done like playing it. Adventure is gonna... an infinite resource. You've got to get over the fact that they're going to die. And uh, you, you, it even no. says at the start of the game, "Look, this is going to fucking happen. You're going to have to live with it."
1: I'll be the first uh, person to beat it without anyone dying. I swear to God. No, you won't. And I'm going <laughs> to go to the developers and laugh in their you faces. You are
0: screwed.
2: Laugh and laugh. Oh, can't man. wait. It's going to happen.
1: I've heard,
0: uh, there yeah, are people that have beaten games. it already, though. I know that for a fact. Oh,
2: Sam, yeah. Sam's beaten every boss. He's mentioned it multiple Force times. played
0: it for 50 hours <laughs> in a week. He what? went hardcore. Syphilis
2: is good. syphilis is not good. Don't syphilis even try good. to spin that shit.
0: All, all right, I'm gonna take that quote and I'm just gonna plaster it all over the internet. is good. Says, syphilis syphilis is good. Is good. box quote. <laughs> uh, that that's a great box quote. Oh man, if I could convince them, I, I think I could probably bribe the dev to get that as a box quote. Hell, actually, I'll do a rec- I can do a recommendation. I'm top curator on Steam. Here we go. All right, where's Steve? There you go. There you go. This is it. I'm, it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to put this on their front page, and they're going to have to live with it. Oh, I love my power. Oh, I'm the only person in the world that can do this. This Ethics, is amazing. Man. Come on. We're doing Ethics? it.
3: Ethics? Yeah. You
1: fool. <laughs> you fool. <laughs> you don't think that's
0: ethical? Hey, I got a box quote for, um, uh, what was it? Uh, oh, yeah. Shadow Warrior, where it's like, uh, this game is better than Half-Life 3. And it's been there for a year. You're kidding me, really? Yeah, it's there. It's
3: an official box sure. quote. Half-Life 3 is like frequently on the top 10 searched for list games on GameSpot. Amazing. Uh, and they something find nothing. The they,
0: think that, they, they think that you know the secret or something? Like you're hiding it from us? Is that it's how it is? somewhere.
3: Yeah, I somewhere in the it. server. There's a gif of Gabe Newell rubbing Thank a box with a date on it.
0: uh, darkest dungeon. Uh, uh-huh. How do you yes. spell syphilis?
2: S Y P H I L I S. No no
0: no! You spell it however you think it's spelled. TV. No, I'm gonna Google it
1: because I'm not Ah, Come on. Sick words, but with a list at the end. People are like, what the hell?
0: What the Syphilis? Like people. All right. So so the quote's gonna be syphilis is good. That's gonna be the box quote, right? Right
2: right. Yes.
0: that about it. Okay, cool. Should I also call it Jesse Cox Salt Generation Simulator?
1: That should yes. be a tag for it. That should be a t- <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, here we you go. Cool. It's done. It usually takes a couple of minutes to process, which means we can go to a break and after the break <laughs> On its front page, it will say syphilis is good in quotation marks. My work is done. I can leave the industry happy. All right, we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about other games that we have <laughs> been playing this week as the indie scene rallies against me and destroys my career. You're watching the co Cooptional Podcast. A word from our sponsors before we go, by the way, an announcement. I, I guess it's not really important to you guys, but uh, Squarespace have been so happy with your response to the ad campaign that they have extended it over the rest of the year. So you're going to be hearing some more <laughs> Squarespace ads. I'll be writing some more stuff big thanks to our sponsor squarespace uh thanks for the cash we like you and as a result (laughs) i have a new ad for you right now which i hope you will enjoy you're watching the co-optional podcast we will be right back don't go anywhere Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned in to 95.5 The Weasel in the evening. Coming up later in the hour, we'll be hearing the smooth jazz styling to the Big JC live here in the studio. But first, we're taking your calls on life, love, and anything else you're struggling with. Caller, you're on the air with The Weasel. What's your question?
1: First time caller, long time listener. There's this girl I like, see? We'd be perfect for each other, but I can't get her to notice me. What should I do?
0: Caller, have you considered Squarespace?
1: Squarespace?
0: Yes, you can build a website for her, profess your love in a way that looks great on practically any device. She can check it out on her phone, her tablet, her computer, she'll see your love in crystal clarity. Next caller, hello, you're on the air with the weasel.
2: Hello, my name's Fake Dodger, and my home has been taken over by cats. There are just too many. I have no idea what to do, they form some sort of military hierarchy, and I think they're planning a coup d'etat.
0: Obviously real Dodger, have you considered Squarespace? Squarespace? With Squarespace intuitive e-commerce features, you can sell the cats immediately to whomever you'd like, ensuring the misery is inflicted on others. Next caller, you're on the air with the weasel in the evening. What crippling life problem are you suffering? I have a crippling obsession with FOV sliders, and it's ruining my life. Crazy man who sounds strangely familiar. Have you considered Squarespace? You can create a website about FOV sliders, and I'm sure nobody in their right mind would visit it, but share your idiotic desires with the world and get 10% off your first order at squarespace.com co Optional. You'll even be supporting the podcast and the weasel when you do it. Squarespace. Create a website with no prior experience required for as little as $8 a month and you can even start a free trial with no credit card required. Business blogs, portfolios, stores, and more. With intuitive and powerful functionality, the only limit is your capacity for ideas. Sign up today at squarespace.com slash co-optional. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome back to the co-optional podcast. You heard in the break the sounds of Little V Mills with a wonderful track called Chaos and Garnet. You should check out his channel. He does a bunch of remixes and kind of metal covers of Killer Instinct songs. And they're all fucking brilliant. (laughs) They are so good. They're so good that Mick Gordon, the composer, comes in and comments on them every time one comes up. They're that fucking good. So check him out at YouTube.com slash Little V Mills. All right. Talk about more video games. So I, I heard there's a person that works at a video game company that talks about video games. So I should probably. Yeah, and and weed and weed.
3: weeds yeah. game, <laughs> oh, and weeds. Yes, games part. Oh, that 420-ish. games games pot.
0: Mm. Indeed, Danny. Yes. What have you been playing this week? What's been going on?
3: Uh, I've been very, I've been very sick. Ah, oh, for the past oh. couple of days. Mm. Um, handheld so games. Get over Mobile it. Mobile games. Some um, handheld no. games. Yeah, right. I know. I've had like the fucking flu, and I'm complaining about being sick, and TV's sitting there. Who's like. Oh, it's pretty fine. sick for a while I'll oh, relax doesn't matter uh, I played a bunch of uh, iOS stuff I'm mentally but I, sick um, Wait, that doesn't sick count Jesse
0: quit interrupting
3: <laughs> I don't want to talk about iOS games I don't want to talk about my problem with fucking desert golf which I've been like playing non-stop for about a month what? I want to talk desert about desert golf um, yeah do I play desert golfing
2: no what is
3: i've playing? learned a lot no. about this come on you no, gotta we, to we, talk about we desert want golf. you to talk about oh, desert shit. golf
2: do right.
3: it, do it. so <laughs> the dude who made desert golfing is like get it it's like a it's like a dollar on ios now okay. is uh he basically liked you know the game journey it's like a beautiful yeah, experience. amazing Walk game incredible. like you know like but it's really good for reasons which are probably not necessarily tied to the actual gameplay of what you're doing so probably it was like, not much
0: to do with golf i would know
3: so he thought what happens if you made a game where you're like traveling, you're going on like a sort of a journey, you know, on your own, but in your own mind, you know, along a long distance. But you're playing fucking golf the whole way. Desert golf. <laughs> <Done>. <laughs> I'm currently what? on hole uh I think I'm on hole two thousand five hundred and what? It's gone fuck? all purple and shit now. You just oh. play golf. You just you just hit the ball into the hole. It's just simple physics. But <laughs> I've done it's just like two thousand. It's just physics, but it's like so fucking addictive. And every once in a while, you'll like come across a stone, or a or a cloud. Once there was a cloud. <laughs> once there was a, a tree. <laughs> Apparently later, it turns to grass. I don't know why it's purple at the moment, but I cannot stop playing this game. It's like super <laughs> fucking addictive. I'm on par, five thousand eight hundred forty-eight. Look, it's going in the hole.
2: Well yeah, it went in.
3: Bam! That's a bogey. That's, That's hard to do when you're not looking let's say it is it's hard to do when you're on a really bad flight where i was on the way back from pax south oh you're bumping Uh, around too much yeah but this was like my coping mechanism i was like it's okay just get just get a birdie just get a birdie (laughs) well it's like (laughs) play more
0: desert golf everything will be fine and sublime but i've been playing
3: in terms of like television sitting in front of games uh that battlefield hardline is a Battlefield game that's not total garbage and hasn't broken yet so i'm kind of into that one all right tell us Uh, about hardline Hardline has my favorite uh, mode in any uh, first-person shooter for a while. Hotwire, by any chance? Yes, it is Hotwire. <laughs> the it's just cops and robbers. It's just playing in my schoolyard uh, and or like playing chase on my bicycles uh, when I was a kid. But the video game uh, and like of all the concerns that I have about what they're doing with this single-player thing, which seems like, like I don't know. Hopefully, tonally, it doesn't do something too awful completely stupid yeah let's yeah not. And, and kind of dumb because like the the fun battlefield campaigns are the bad company ones which are just aloof and, and yes. fun and whatever they like three or four are, are just exactly yeah like they're just you know glorified rail shooters the other two and then they're going to try and do stuff but that man hotwire is just so much fun like so how does it's game kind so basically, you uh, the capture points are vehicles. So instead of you trying to uh, get to a capture point, hold it down, then losing it, and trying to like find out where your team should be like holding on the map, uh, the capture points are moving vehicles. You do not capture these vehicles unless you're driving at a certain speed. So you're basically told to bomb it around this uh, level. The levels aren't set up where there's just like a ring. Like sometimes, like there's it's all kind of sharp ninety degrees turns, which force you to slow down. Sometimes they're like in you know, tunnels with overpasses so there's places where they could shoot you. And basically you were driving with like a bunch of your buddies just hanging it car with like grenade launchers and shit. And <laughs> then everyone else really is trying fun, to shoot you. It's the, great.
1: The single reason why that is an amazingly fun mode is the addition of them adding uh radio stations or music to yeah. the cars. <laughs> Other than that, it like I can imagine it being a lot worse if that one little thing. But because you can drive down the road, like listening to all sorts of music. First off, the fact that that they have uh, the Ripper as a song, which is just Judas Priest. You just drive down the road, screaming like as you're gunning down dudes, it's like the Ripper. And you're like, yeah, yeah. And it's, like, <laughs> it's so much fun. It's great, and I I, I made a, the video I made for that game is literally 10 minutes long, and it's me running people over. Gunning people down yeah. to we're that watching song. watching it right now, in the that's, screen that's, if that it. that's literally it. You just drive around and you kill people, and it's that mode is so much fun. I, I, I,
3: I totally couple, agree. Couple it with like right now, people don't really know how to play it, like what we're saying, will evolve. <laughs> so people are like, like you can actually win it really easily by just driving around, and if you if you stay out of people's way enough, they actually won't bother coming get you because everyone wants to get in the car. So at the moment, it's kind of all over the place, but yeah, it's like it's got that. You know that dumb feeling in Battlefield Vietnam when you were just listening to like, like not like Creedence, Creedence. while you were just yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's, it's
4: got like, that
3: feel. It's, yeah, it's got that like just silly fun feel. I like Battlefield, man. I love that series, but it took itself a bit seriously
0: uh, yes. for a while
3: there, and they yeah. need to step away from that. The one worry is that when this game comes out, it, like four is just completely like that's not okay. It's it's unforgivable. It's still not fixed. We've yeah like massive Battlefield fans who have gone in like over the weekend just to see what it looks like, and it's still, it's fun still as broken far. in places. Yeah,
0: yeah I just so, gave, I gave up when I started falling through the floor into these underwater yeah. oceans that I couldn't escape. It was the stupidest shit. I'm like, <laughs> why am I just playing three? You know, or I could just go back to Bad Company Two. That game was fun and worked. So I just go play that.
3: Yeah, and they homogenized the maps so there's like every map has got every game mode, and like you can maybe work that out with like. Some really great maps, but no, they're not they great don't. maps. No, like, and they've got rid of the jets, so that's taken away the sort of the nonsense where if you had a couple of good jet fighters, it would like totally, you know, kill the game for anyone yeah, who wants sure. to do any other type of transportation. Uh, I like the way that they've got like the levels; they've the levels that work for hotwire work, and they've got bigger ones for the the bigger like uh base capture modes. I'm glad um, they did that. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm all optimistic about a Battlefield game, which I can't say I've been mm. for. A long what, time so i really like it the thing I, I think
1: is really and it's such a small thing but it makes me feel so good is the fact that you can use your normal small arms fire to shoot at helicopters mm. and if you keep doing it eventually they will go down it like works. eventually yeah. like you it, they aren't invulnerable to you using like a ridiculously high-powered machine well i mean gun. you're
0: not flying around in apache are you it's just like no, it's a police yeah. helicopter it's not exactly the same thing but so, I mean, I remember playing great? the old beta, the first one that they brought out. And it was yes. like, what is this? Like, this is just Battlefield 4. Like, the level looks the same, using all the same guns. You've got this mode, which is like, get money, basically. But it's <laughs> like, no, this isn't good. But then that, that
1: is definitely not the get money mode. Definitely not in it. Like, whatever I'm they glad, did. That's uh, not yeah, it. I mean, they, yeah.
0: they 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 took that beta down. And then they said, we're going to delay the game. Like, they got such bad feedback mm-hmm. from that beta. that's like, this is yeah. not going to work. I'm, I'm kind of glad that Visceral got a hold of this because it seems like now they're like, okay, let's go a little crazy because we need to. Let's innovate on the game modes front because, frankly, Battlefield's game modes haven't innovated in quite some time. like I mean, the last mm. interesting thing that Battlefield did was Rush, really. What do you think about it? And yeah, all the other I'm modes glad. are like Squad Deathmatch. I'm like, nobody gives a fuck about that.
3: like The only differentiating factor from them in Call of Duty is the fact that they've got bigger modes and more... You know, vehicles, but that's yeah, just kind vehicles. of not enough anymore. Uh, yeah. Aaron Sampson here at GameSpot put together a really good video where he basically like tore apart like the reasons why he, he's worried a little bit for Visceral because Frostbite is like an engine which is shut, like it's been pushed beyond its means. Like it's buggy, mm. like the all that battle log stuff is just really annoying. Like the, we're hearing now that Star Wars Battlefront's probably gonna have a battle log as, well. as well. Like, yeah. Fuck man. Like you try the the to like I love the server browsers, you, know? you know? It's crazy. I, I, It's the most irritating thing in the world. Like why do I we need this. So my hope is that, like, Visceral seem to be, like, trying to, like, bend this game so it doesn't look like a mod as much as possible. And I think, like you were saying with uh, the Evolve stuff, like, solid game modes make games like this work or not. Yeah, they do. I really like Hotwire, and I like the way that they're sort of tearing up the rulebook on what Battlefield can be. So but, I'm hoping it's yeah. going to be more interesting stuff. And the
0: silly thing is that, like, if they just change the tone, that's what Battlefield is anyway. The most like memorable <laughs> moments of Battlefield, often the stupid shit, it's like, I strapped C4 to this Jeep and then drove it into a <laughs> helicopter. Mm-hmm. That's, it, I like, uh, apparently they've got some really weird uh, reload animations that happen sometimes, like using the force to kind of float a uh, <laughs> magazine into your gun. Like, just little silly things that realize that actually... Battlefield's a bit dumb at times and that's okay. Let's embrace that. Let's let's make it a bit sillier And I love the idea of just a game mode based entirely around car chases. Fantastic! That sounds wonderful Like I don't want to the be crawling only... through the rubble I want to be driving a car at hundred miles an hour shooting out the fucking window with an uzi <laughs>
1: <laughs> The biggest problem though is that despite the new modes despite all that at its core It's still and even to me it's but to a lot of people it still looks like a mod for Battlefield 4. Does it 4. feel
0: like a mod, like mechanically? Does the gunplay um, feel the same?
1: I, honestly, I think the gunplay feels the same. I think the gunplay, okay. the, the guns, the way you level them up and do that is totally different, but the gunplay itself, it, it I mean, I took to it really quickly because I played Battlefield 4 way too damn much. Yeah. And it feels, it feels very much like it. I think it's still fun. I love it to death. The problem that I have is, and I think a lot of people have, is the price tag on it. I think it's too high. Too much. For what it is. Like I, I, it's just too much, and that will turn a lot of people off immediately.
0: Yeah, making it a full price release, I think, is a little bit unnecessary. Like, I think they could have done it with like just make it Hotwire, and make an entire game based around Hotwire. Release it as a twenty or thirty dollar expand alone. And you probably got a lot of happy people there, I reckon. If this
1: was a $30 game, if this is a $20, $30 game, I-, I would recommend it to literally everyone. Yeah. I'd be like, and don't bother to with the fucking amazing.
0: single player. Like, I-, I don't know. Maybe Visceral will do a better job. But Battlefield 3 and 4 single player are some of the worst single player FPS I've ever played in my life. Like, it's on the level of Medal of Honor door fighter. at that point. Mm. It is just awful. It's like instant deaths if you go out of bounds. I can't open this door because somehow through my years of Marine training, I've been made incapable of doing so. Do this here. QTE this fucking there. We take ourselves way too seriously. We're over in four hours. What the hell did you just bother wasting your time with? That's a Battlefield campaign. And that's awful.
3: But it doesn't have to be that way. Like, Bad Company 1 and 2 were yeah. so good. I'm like, they weren't linear. Like, they let you, you go know, off the beaten path. Yes, and, like, they let you, if you wanted to, you didn't have to kill that last guy. You could just blow up every fucking building, building. in the town and watch yeah. him stand there while he's got, like, no cover. Like, they were so much fun. So they swung so hard in the other direction. I don't understand, like, were they trying to get that Call of Duty dollar, like... I don't know why. Which is oh. weird,
0: because COD's now gone like, they've really jumped the shark in terms of their campaigns. Like, there's like, mm. yeah, lasers and drones and jetpacks. Yes, Dodger. Sorry.
3: Do you
2: think that it's a... Re- Look, sometimes it's all I can do. <laughs> do you think that it's a reflection on us or a reflection on them that a lot of these shooter games that have been serious for a long time only seem to to find innovation in kind of going in a silly direction?
0: I think that I think there's a degree of art aping the player in the sense that, like, how do Mm. people play these games, especially in the multiplayer? And I think with with Battlefield in particular, what you saw with Battlefield 4 is they it wasn't in the game per se. It was in the marketing. They did a bunch of like, but this is kind of this is the this is Battlefield kind of ads that were all ah I drove a boat into this helicopter. Or I'm on a jet ski and I'm gunning a bunch of dudes down and then, you know, engaged a tank with a rocket launcher. I jumped out of a plane, shot another plane, jumped mm-hmm. back into my plane as it was falling down. And they, didn't, they did ads around that, but they didn't shift the tone of the game. Whereas I think with Battlefield uh, Hardline, they're like, okay, what if we shift the tone of the game towards how people are actually playing it? And we stop pretending this is right. a serious milsim because it fucking isn't. If you want to play a milsim, you go play army, you don't play Battlefield. Oh, it's Babby's first milsim, if anything. And let's just embrace how silly we can really be.
3: because you know we what? have when this. The sim- sorry. Sorry, sorry. When this game comes out, you know what? I bet you were totally right. I bet the multiplayer, whoever's in charge of doing this stuff, like, I know it's a different team, but, like, 4 had a fucking Leviathan, like a giant shark or something in it. Like, yeah. Like for, so, like, I guess in multiplayer, that's great. You can do that. But I bet that single player is going to be the most straight-laced cop procedural, like, not even slightly funny nonsense you can just tell just from yeah, the yeah. the way I, they're like marketing it already
2: i do feel like we really crave kind of like surreal nonsensical things though right now for whatever reason and i'm not sure why that is like
0: is it
3: just saints, market fatigue
2: saints Row just gets better and better and better the more ridiculous they get and they started off like kind of trying to be just a gta yeah, sim I mean, right and then though. like and then, you know, just jumped the ship, and like went a totally new direction. Everybody was like, yes, this is what we want. And we have more and more games that are kind of like ridiculous, like Goat Simulator, where people are like, this is so fun and crazy and quirky and wow. And I don't know if if like one of the reasons that we're loving these more serious games being like, you know what, fuck it. Is because that's the sort of thing that we're liking right now. Or if it's like you're saying, and it's just companies looking at the people who play their games and saying, look, these are the sort of things that they do. And this is the sort of tone that they put onto the game. So why don't we match that tone for them? I think
1: we're is a complicated, uh, like, 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 like us. we
2: all, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, but I'm saying say, like, like, like
1: it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a very, uh, relative term because when you think about it there's you know certain console gamers who like it and uh, like there's all sorts of different levels of player and I think that a vast majority of players like the serious tone of those games because like it makes it them. yeah and I think it's because of them plus seeing how much money's made off of them like Call of Duty for example all the money that game makes others like Battlefield were like well we let's jump on that people want that and I think uh, us here, uh, like the backlash that occurred because of it, where it's like, well, we're going to give you some crazy stuff because all those people did serious stuff, we're going to do crazy. I don't think crazy is going to be the new norm. I think every once in a while they'll swing back to, like, we have to do serious stuff again, and then right. we'll get that crazy game every once in a while, and that's what will keep things sort of, like, balanced. Hmm. But you can, you, you're you definitely right. You can see that everyone's gone Super serious. They even did it with, like, Grand Theft Auto, right? Where 4 was just, like, too serious. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Come on. And then they went to 5, and it was like, we're going to make some asshole characters in a really crazy, like, L.A. world. And it was like, all right. And people could accept that a little bit more. And I think, yeah, that escapism, uh, people want that Mm -hmm. more in games. And I think a game that is cops and robbers, they had to do a little escapism, kind of, because... The fact that the game, you know, with things like Ferguson and stuff, the fact that the game was immediately like, you know, the cops run in with guns blazing.
0: Mm. And, oh, God. And even, the,
1: even the joke that Big we did- Big response w- to
0: that as well. Like, uh, the media yeah. in general yeah. and, just, and gamers as well. I don't think it was totally unjustified. It's like, is this really what you want to be doing right now? Like, really? You could, you
1: could yeah. not. How about you right. don't? Like, the, like the joke Crendor and I made when we were streaming it is every time we go do the bank heist mode- We'd run in as a cop. Me like we'd always start off with like it's my last day on the job. Goddamn criminals! <laughs> and we run in and as we're shooting guys dead. We'd be like, "You're under arrest!" And we just like that's that's
0: <laughs> what it is. We arrested you with bullets to the face. Right? Yeah. They're not <laughs> moving, so they're not resisting. There's,
1: there's zero like attempt to arrest anyone. However, the cool thing is, you can if you want to. Even though it's not required, you can get tasers. You can knock guys out instead of killing. Like, you, you see, get that's off, actually interesting. Like,
0: I want to see another that's SWAT game. You know, yes! You SWAT 3 and 4 did that. <laughs> that, that, was, that was a police game done properly. Because yeah, it, it didn't yeah. reward you for gunning everybody down. You know, you've got to take, take the high road. That's what makes it interesting. Anyone could gun a fool down. It takes a little bit more work to you know, sneak a camera under the door and knock them out with like a beanbag shotgun and cuff them <laughs> to a railing. That takes some work, and that's what makes that game interesting. And if I wanted to see, and it's not going to, but if I wanted to see anything out of the single player, it would be something like that. At least some missions where you're forced to go non-lethal. You know, mm-hmm. that lo- would be I lovely. Love,
2: yeah, I love games that give you that option and that sort of a, a thrill of like, I could have killed you, but instead, I'm going to do this really elaborate thing that makes it so you never even saw me. Yeah, <laughs> you know?
4: that, that is what that's gratifying. That so is great. what
1: Dishonored Dishonored did very very well. It was a game where you're an assassin, but you got more benefit for not killing people. Mm. Like the less people you killed, the, the like the game changed because you were just like, I'm gonna do some really crazy shit. Like instead of kill you, I'm gonna burn a thing into your face so everyone knows that you're like a traitor. I but love you can live that. And, like it's so cool. Like that's really cool.
0: I think any game that encourages you to take the more elaborate route and rewards you for doing that, but still lets you take the the easier path, is great. And that's actually what Dishonored was, in a nutshell. You know, if you took the easy path of just murdering fools, the game p- kind of punished you for it. You know, because yeah. the end there was chaos everywhere. Level. Yeah, yeah. You increased the chaos level. You got the bad ending. You know,
2: can we do a callback to to Far Cry? If you just sit in that room.
0: Oh, yes. oh, far, the Far Cry <laughs> <laughs> Four yeah, secret yeah. ending. Yeah, There's
2: spoilers. But if you just,
0: like,
3: yeah, <laughs> that
2: great. was the love smartest
0: love thing that game did.
2: Stuff yeah. like that is just like,
0: I love uh, that. that
3: yeah i'm hoping hardline's gonna i remember seeing a a, a demo around e3 they had a single player demo i think it's like out there i don't think it was a behind closed doors thing with Mm -hmm. the single player where like they're showing you you know you can take route a route b and some of it looked pretty superficial and it wouldn't make a difference but i do remember there being a thing where if you like detain people you got some sort of benefit from it now Mm -hmm. how you know you how often they're going to do that during the game is up for whatever like they often try and like do these guided demos to try and ward you know press off from from Thinking that it's going to be, you know, showing...
0: Trust... After Aliens, you can't trust it anymore. Oh,
3: God, yeah, that was... Yeah, that... it happens more often than you'd like to think as well. That so you always slice. take oh, this... Yeah. Oh, really, yeah, take all that stuff with a pinch of salt. So I, I totally hope so. What I hope more than anything else is that whatever Ken Levine's doing, he somehow got the rights to SWAT and to make it SWAT 5, because, God damn it, that game <laughs> is fantastic. That'd be amazing. I love it. Cable that. ties, just a bag full of cable ties. You can just go... Yep, equip 50 cable together. ties and just go yeah. for it. Are you playing anything else this week or during your sick time? Yes, uh, uh, GameSpot's PC game of the year from 1998, Grim Fandango. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> a
1: great game. That is a great game.
3: Uh I yeah, want to this- I want to watch a stream of somebody playing this game who's never played it before. They
0: won't get anywhere. I've, I can guarantee it. never played it. it. Oh, you should do it then. Yeah, uh, dodger never- has been oh, doing no. streams this week of things that are frustrating. Grim Fandango counts at times. No. Oh, Dodger
1: Games nowadays, hold your hand. This is from like the old school levels of, like Mist, where it was like, you wanna figure shit out? Enjoy. Figure shit out. I loved like, this. I loved Oh my this. god. It's next level, like <laughs> I would watch that. I would as look, I don't oh, watch yeah. your garbage, but that'd be the first thing yeah. I watch. I
3: understand. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's uh I, I'm completing these levels not through like looking at all the objects and what I have in my inventory. I'm completing it because like, I'm I'm like going back to like my 20 year old brain or something going what was like I'm literally oh, trying that? to remember what the fucking weird thing that I did years ago when I tried to complete it because it's so nonsensical because at least Monkey Island is like grounded in like pirate reality which you kind of mm-hmm. have an idea of like the tropes that are in this but this is like what is it Dia de las Muertes is that yes. I don't yes. something speak yeah. Spanish yeah. Day of the Dead and, man yeah. Day of the, 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 the dead. dead and like film noir and it's just it's so obscure like some of the stuff you have to do like get a cat made out of a balloon and then put it on the roof with like breadcrumbs and then it's like not none of it makes I remember like going into like the Forest of the Dead or whatever it's called and doing that thing where you have to pick up the sign and put it down and see where it points. I think it took me like two weeks when I tried to do it back in like ninety eight. And right. so so like going back now is just like this education in using game facts again. Because yeah. I'm just like like this all the time going, Oh yeah, that's I don't know how the fuck I was supposed to think of that but
0: okay sure i think i think grim fandango is one of the biggest examples of things i've always complained about which which just kind of kills my ability to play point and clicks which is in order to solve a lot of the old school point and clicks things like Discworld, which was just ridiculous in the same way is you've got to be exactly inside the mind of the point and click creator and if you're not on his same logic wavelength which you never will be because his logic wavelength is fucking insane that you just will not figure it out without help and it got to the point with Discworld where I just, like, I went to Gamefwax. I'm just like, I want to see yeah. the rest of this game. I'm not going to be fucking stuck here. And it's like, oh, it's that. Right. Well, if I think back in the mind of a crazy person, then maybe, just maybe, I could possibly understand what the hell you're talking about. But yeah, point and clicks fall into that. It's a, bit, it's a big problem with old school ones, really.
3: Did you play the uh, HD re-releases of Monkey Island at all? any of you? Uh, I did not, because I'm terrible at that genre. So they had this, uh, like, tip system, which was kind of like a three-point, you know, you hit it once and it goes, hey, maybe look at that thing in your inventory. And then, like, tip sure. two is, maybe you should talk to this guy. And then te- tip three is, give the fucking guy behind the bar that thing, and then you're done. <laughs> so, like, that was really helpful in Monkey, but they didn't do anything like that in Grimm. and I think that's a bit disappointing. Like, they put stuff in, like, the developer commentary is really good, if you've already played the game, I think. But, like, I think that game more than... A lot of other uh point and clicks really could have used the tip system that they oh, yes. those oh, I, I could not agree I'm so, more.
2: S- so screwed.
0: Yeah, I'm oh still... you're boned. You'll never get past the first <laughs> room and go Boned. And uh, uh yeah, it was good, wasn't it? Uh, cool. So I played uh I played a few things this week. I played uh-huh. uh Sunless Sea. Oh yeah. Mm. I keep
2: hearing about that game. How is it?
0: It is a it's a slow paced game. Slower than it should be, really. You should be able to move faster than you fucking can in that game. But it is... um, It's a sort of adventure game. Some people call it a roguelite. I think that that's accurate. It's not a roguelike, certainly. But it's a very narratively driven adventure game that has elements of trading, elements of uh, kind of ship-to-ship or ship-versus-monster combat, and also elements of crew management, where you're managing things like supplies and terror and making sure that your crew don't eat the other crew. And it's set
3: in (laughs) it's set in a real are the other (laughs) strawberries oranges
0: they they will do that you run out of food they're going to start eating each other it happens and it's all based on an underground ocean which is based on a web game called fallen london and all of the lore and the stories are taken from that and as a result it is one of the most interesting games in terms of background lore that i've ever played because it's so well fleshed out, this get uh, Fallen London ran for years, so they had tons of lore and stories, and then they put it into a an actual real game, and suddenly you're exploring this strange world where every island has its own story, and it's all very strange and odd. You're in Fallen London, meeting curious characters. You get rats to come in an engineering corp of rats to repair your ship. Like we had, um, we had the rats. Uh, apparently, about Danny, by the way, your volume spiked recently. I'm not sure why that is. Uh, just don't no want to deal with that. Uh, anyway, the, this, uh, I was trying to repair my ship and I couldn't really afford like the best engineer. So I'm like, well, there's these rats. They want to help. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to let the rats help. The problem is, during their repairs, they repaired the ship, but a minor faction war broke out between two different groups of rats <laughs> and a gunfight ensued and accidentally one of my crew members was shot in the eye and killed. <laughs> no. That's just one of the like thousands of fucking things that can happen in that because they wrote a bunch of different scenarios and they're all based in the lore of this game where yes, rats are creatures that talk to you and there are a bunch of different weird races and everyone's permanently underground but you can go you can go to the surface and visit the sunlight and there's this kind of Cthulhu mythos going on that the further you go into the sunless sea the more weird it gets and the story the writing the vocabulary on display in sunless sea is peerless it really is if you don't like reading you're gonna hate it but if you love reading and you're okay with a kind of slower paced more ftl-esque experience mm, it is sublime it is really really good what's the
3: moment-to-moment gameplay in it uh like what are you doing i've I've seen it's like kind of top top down
0: yeah yeah, so I'll put it on the screen right now. So what you've got is you have a, a really crappy steamship, and you start off in fallen London, and you get a usually you get a quest uh, from like the Admiralty or whatever, and you go off and start exploring the map. Now the the west side of the map is all pre-generated, so it's the same every time. But the further you go out, it starts to randomly generate stuff. So the further you go out, it gets a bit weird because you don't know where everything's going to be. And you'll sail from island to island. You'll sometimes encounter ships or monsters that you can fight. And then you'll dock at ports, and then you take part in kind of a choose-your-own-adventure thing at the port. Like, you can go and do different challenges that are based on your stats. So, like, you can go and try and solve a riddle if you happen to have the smarts to do it, and you might get a reward for that. You can go exploring and try and find supplies. You can buy stuff to trade at other places. You can complete quests. You can hand things in. You can gather information for the Admiralty at London. And there's all sorts of different things you can do. And every island has a bunch of different things on it. And they all give you different stuff. They'll all maybe unlock a quest or it's a place to hand something in. And that's pretty much what the moment-to-moment gameplay is. It is slow-paced and the combat system is the worst part of the game because it's just really (laughs) not very good. But the actual exploration and reading what's happening and the fact that they have all these different things that can happen. Like I've done the same quest four times and got four different results. Like, it involved uh, taking this um, undead passenger to an island that's basically like an island of undead. One time I took him, he got out and dissolved immediately. Another time, he woke up in the (laughs) middle of the voyage because he was bored and started rampaging around the ship. uh, It's really interesting. Like, I I constantly want to find out what happens next in that game because it's just a weird story where literally anything can happen to you. So are you,
3: presumably you're actually doing a lot of the same missions over and over again if it's you can do life.
0: Yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, the, the stuff that you'll pick up from Fallen London to start with will be there. But every time you go back to Fallen London, there's different things that can happen to you. So you'll unlock different things, and you won't necessarily unlock the same thing every time. And even if you do, the quest might have a different result to what it had last time. And apparently it constantly downloads new stories. You, there's a button in the game that says Download New Stories. And apparently they add content and different results to things as they That's go. That's cool. Mm. Wait,
2: so is it like... It's like FTL, but you're a ship. Kind Kinda,
0: of. Like FTL is like you you click on a thing, you travel there, there's an encounter. This is actually has an overworld. And that's kind uh-huh. of... That's also actually the weakest part of the game, I think, because it's kind of fun because you're managing supplies like do i have enough fuel to get home Am i going to be stranded and have to pray to the sea gods and sacrifice half my crew to hopefully create fuel do i have to burn all my supplies in the engine to get home and everyone starves and eats each other that's pretty fun but a lot of the travel is downtime because you travel quite slow on your starting ship from place to place and there's not really a lot going on there'll sometimes be an event but most of the time it's just like well i'm sailing and is the combat
3: ship to ship combat yes. or does it happen
0: okay it's ship to ship it's real time it's 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 functional like the the main problem is that the ship that you start with doesn't have the ability to mount a forward or aft gun it's only got a right. deck gun so later on in the game you can get things like torpedoes and flat cannons and a bunch of equipment for your ship that make the combat more interesting but it takes a long time to get enough money for a new ship so that's the real problem with the combat at the start of the game it's just too slow it's it doesn't have enough options but if you can get past that like, the narrative is so good. It's really cool. And I love exploring different islands. I would love it to have voice acting. Unfortunately, it does not. I mean, there's so much text in the game. I think that would be impossible. But that game could be an audiobook. Be I really know good. three
1: people who could voice act it.
0: Um, all really British. What? <laughs> oh, all all right. British. <laughs> I, I have a feeling I'm being press ganged. All
2: right. Here. I'm ready. Look at this. They scene. I'm city. ready to be in this game.
0: It's C, B, scary it is.
2: I hope there's no I sharks see here. I somebody out there. Oh, let me grab my telescope. It's telescope. me. It's me, the captain. I
0: went out fishing, I did. God, I hate you two so much. No, <laughs>
1: no, that's part of the game. Then you eat us.
0: Do an Irish one. Oh,
1: sakes prefer us. Why are you talking about? Go to get a I will order it. I do
3: it's like, I'm back in the old country. You are yeah. a racist.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's Sunless us C. So I played a bit of that. Dodger, okay. I need to hear about Criminal Girls. We talked about this last what? week. We had no okay. idea what it was. Dodger what? bought it. We.
2: I not only bought Criminal Girls, I finally bought Monster Mon Piece as well. Yeah. Oh I
0: played God. both
2: this week. The Vita has
0: become the both. premium system for Japanese eroge- like porn games. I know, yeah. Yeah. and... I
2: can't even, like, I would have to send this in and get it modded to be able to even make videos of it, which makes me so sad. Show on the webcam. There's there's so much, there's so much bullshit in here. But okay, so... So what is
0: the game? What do you do in Criminal Girls, exactly?
2: Criminal Girls, okay. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I think Criminal Girls is, like, a waste of time. Okay. (laughs) Like, a (laughs) super waste of time. Because this is obviously a game where they were like, we want to make a game where you spank girls. How do we create what? a conceit? How do we create a framework to make it so you have to see hot girls bending over and you spank them with the touchscreen? How do we do no. that? There and then they try to, itchy. and then they they try to create like a story, right? So the story is real dumb. The story is you're in hell. You're a guard okay. in hell. Wait. You're. Yep. 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 Yep.
1: You're I thought it was just like you're in prison. You're. a prison I can't guard. show no. this game
0: on stream. I can't. It, this is. <laughs> I will get banned from Twitch if I show this shit.
2: So let, let me let me try to set the stage for you. So you start off the game, you're a new guard in hell, in a prison inside of hell. Um, this prison is specifically for... They say people, but it's really only girls. It's specifically for girls who were going to be born... Like, they were either going to Wait. be born or they were- Whoa. they died when they Wait. were too young.
0: Is- this is a game about Whoa. spanking aborted babies?!
2: <laughs> Whoa! They, what?! Are you fucking serious?! Weird. It's very weird, guys. It's what very the weird. shit?! And Wait, then what? when they- when their spirit goes to hell, it's because they've been assessed as having- had the possibility of being an evil person. So they die as as a baby, or a small child, or
1: this is a deterministic predestination game where unborn children are sent to hell because they could have been evil. Holy!
2: And then you are giving them the opportunity to fight in this evil tower, and if they fight until they get to the top of the tower and they live, then they can go to heaven because they've proven that they weren't actually an evil person. Wait, what? What
0: What is fighting up? The fuck, Japan.
2: This is the framework they decided to make for this game where you have to spank girls. Japan, am
0: I right? So what's the gameplay then?
2: So the gameplay, you're walking around this tower, right? It's it's like random battles that happen.
0: Okay. You fight demons. You you fight evil
2: demon thingies. Okay. And every now and then you have, you know, your little save point. Your save point takes you to a sauna. And in the sauna, (laughs) in the sauna, you can save or... You can motivate the girls. Oh, now, yeah. the way that you motivate the girls is you take them into the sauna and you spank them. And that's the only way to get them to fight. If you don't spank them, they won't fight. When you go into battle, they're like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to fight. So you have to take you have to take all of the girls into the sauna and spank them with the touch screen. Here's the best part. So this game obviously is like bullshit, right? Like super, super <laughs> bullshit. Like not even interesting. It's literally just there so that you could spank girls. But in the American version, they were like, well, you're in a sauna, so we're just going to put some extra smoke in there. You can't even see the girls. You can't even see them. <laughs> the little the little boxes show up and they're like, spank here. And you just hold your finger there. It's and just it's a like, pink spank. mist? It's a pink mist. They took out all of the moans, all of the like sexy noises. Aww. It's all gone. It's literally just every now and then you can see glimpses of their face or maybe like like a part of their body. But they censored it like. Pretty hard, at least as far as I so got into it. It's a so. bad
0: porn game where apparently the only reason to play is for the porn. They took the porn out. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> that is not even yep. worth God, it. Then. We, th- we thought Honey Pop was silly, but Honey Pop actually has gameplay. This sounds terrible. Exactly. <laughs>
2: Honey Pop at least has like a a pretty decent you know matchup. Everyone here has played Honey
3: Pop. Danny, have you played Honey Pop? Have you been subjected no. to that? No, but I just no. google image search this one with safe search off and now I'm, I think I'm getting fired in a second.
0: I was gonna say, you want the eye bleach? Because I went on YouTube, apparently someone got the Japanese version. And I'm what? like, I'm surprised that video's still up. Like, it is... YouTube.com. it's bad. What is, like, the, what is the video called? You can like? find it yourself, you lazy <laughs> pervert. Come
1: on. Whoa! Work for that I link. like how... I like how I, I I go to YouTube and the first thing that pops up is Bang All The Chicks by Cinnamon <laughs> Toast Ken. Good job Ken uh, well, of Honey job, Pop. Ken. Yeah, Ken, you're yeah. doing it. You're doing it, Ken. Honey, honey, <laughs> pop, or honey
0: pop Honey uh, Pop. Honey Pop. Spelled H uh, U N I E Pop. Everyone here has played it. Like I did a video with with the misses because the misses like you've got to play this game with me because it's so hilariously silly. So I played it. I know Dodger <laughs> played it, and mm-hmm. Jesse played it. It's it's in a weird spot because it's like it's a parody of of dating games. And the writing, in some ways, is offensive, but simultaneously, they're I mean. obviously like stereotypes of characters in dating games. And they have a match three. It's a match three mechanic. <laughs> like the whole game's about. It's a match three game and a resource management game about eventually getting these chicks into bed. And I, the amount of women that have actually played and enjoyed this game very high. Almost every female gamer that I know has played Honey Pop and has said it's great. <laughs> like they People really saying- enjoyed it.
2: People What's are saying are I misunderstood the plot of Criminal Girls, so I'm looking oh, it really? to, to make sure, because when I played it, it seemed pretty clear that that's what the story was, but I'm okay. going to
3: find out. Okay. I, I love the idea that they that They haven't, like, location set for North America yet. Like, they're still working on the, the authentic North American moans. Uh-huh,
0: yeah. Rather than the kind of Japanese squeaky moans that, yeah. <laughs> I. Right. I don't know, man. That uh, Honey Pop is doing surprisingly well. I know it got, it got a bunch of like controversy when it came out from a few blogs. <laughs> like, this is horribly sexist. And then a bunch of girls went and played it. Said, "No, this is really fun. We should go play it." You know, it's it's just it's just a bit of fun ultimately. Do you remember oh. Lula Virtual Babe? Oh, God, that was a long time ago when they did yeah. Lula, didn't they? They actually made a strategy game based around Lula, <laughs> where you ran a porn studio in space, I think. It was something <laughs> like that. Like, was it space porn? It was ridiculous. But wasn't Lula Virtual Babe literally just kind of like a Tamagotchi for teenagers yeah, it was that like, wanted to... Remember,
3: remember dogs and cats with the Z? Like, yes. Pets. Yes. Pets, yeah, it was that, but... Boobs. Chicken, yeah, but boobs. Yeah. And there's always like one dusty old you know those old PC boxes, like the big yeah. ones. There was always like one stuck up in the corner of the game store just covered in dust and nobody's It'll invested in Lula touchy. in a while. Yeah. Oh my god
0: that yeah, I, I remember that. That was that wasn't even a game at that point. It was literally just this is a virtual woman you get to screw. It was just Yeah, we thought Legislature Larry
3: was bad. Like
0: Let's just, uh, I, You know, I've never seen, like, why some people object to that game. It's obviously silly. And frankly, it makes more of a mockery of the main character than it does of yeah, the oh actual yeah, it's women okay. itself. You know, it's, it's a, this guy is a desperate loser and it it constantly rubs that in your face. Uh, so but I'm, I love uh,
3: the Japanese aspect of, like, games like, have you guys played Conception? I've heard <laughs> of it. Like, <clears throat> was, I think the full name is Conception, please give birth to my child. Yes. It's, a, it's an <laughs> RPG, on. isn't it? Yeah, it's like a fully formed RPG, but they've just sort of I don't I forget what the story is. It's something about again the babies surprise. that were like unborn or you're trying to get you're like fighting people so you can have babies with them or something. But I love how they just made this like actual video game and then went, you know what, we're gonna make a real fucked up story. Like whoever's <laughs> doing that, they should be the ones working on battlefield, because they probably make way better single <laughs> games.
2: Okay, so in in Criminal Girls for sure, they're like they might not have been as young as I thought, but they're okay. they're young girls who were delinquents that died and then went to pris- hell prison, and are trying wow. to can are we? trying to redeem themselves. But you have that to discipline them because they're so they're so delinquent.
1: But can we <laughs> so, talk about the so youngness so of these girls? So I went and go looked look, looked up this game. Uh, it's no, no, a typical anime young.
0: thing that creeps me the hell out that look, I can't like, deal yeah, with. Super lolly.
2: This is a super lolly game. If anybody's into that, but like it's that puts me off a lot of anime.
0: Actually, like. I it's I like, almost um, bailed on Sword Art Online because they did a fanservicey moment with a kid that was clearly not of age. I'm like, no, I can't. That is no.
2: <sighs> yeah, I'm, I think there's one there's one girl in this game that's like I saw her supposed to be a bit older and has like bigger boobs and whatever else. But everybody else just looks, uh, looks like, like
0: they're like maybe ten. It's, it's
2: maybe eleven. Yeah, yeah.
0: that is it's the not cool. No. It,
2: it's super weird.
0: Look, I, I get the whole cultural thing, but I'm not a part of that culture, so I'm not okay with playing games like that. And again, it's the same. It's why I don't watch some anime. And I deliberately avoid that stuff because I find it extremely creepy. Oh my. So
2: yeah, that's Criminal Girls. And then, uh, yes. on on the flip side, I played Monster Mon Piece. This now, is an actual
0: good game though, isn't it? Right?
2: It actually is like super fun. I have yet to jack off my Vita. So this is like the opposite. <laughs> this this is like the opposite of this game, where they were like, "We want to just make a game about spanking." Let's let's figure it out with Monster Monpiece. They were like, "We want to make like a card battle game." And look, we'll Can throw in some sexy feet, stuff. Roger,
0: this is probably gonna be bad too.
2: But I have I have yet to like have to jack off one of these girls and upgrade them. Like none of that nope, has happened yet at either. all. <laughs> like. The first couple of hours of the game are entirely like here's how the battle the system, hours. yeah, here's how the <laughs> battle it, system it. works, here's all of the cards, here's you know how you play this game, and Don't they just they dedicate make it to this stuff, yeah, they there make is. it like way more about here's here's the strategies, here's the battle tactics, here's like what things will give you you know upgrades and like advantages and things, and it's actually super, super fun, but i i'm I'm gonna be honest, I can't wait until it's gonna be like. Now it's time to upgrade your cards. And I'm gonna be like, bring it on! <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> but yeah. So it's like, it's like to me, Monster Mon Piece. If you were gonna buy one of these two games, I would say Monster Mon Piece is actually like very well animated. Um, it's fully voice acted. It's actually really fun. Uh <laughs> and like a little bit difficult at times. Whereas Criminal Girls is not I <laughs> you know, it's no. just like I didn't think it was worth your time at all like not even even the battles are so uninteresting it's incredible so
0: yeah you need yeah. to make a video on that somehow you're gonna get a vita capture which is hard as shit I to can't. set up
2: it's so hard i looked it up all weekend i was like i need to figure out
0: well because you can't do it with the, the with the playstation tv can you because it's all touch screen so that doesn't it's work. it's all
2: touch screen and you can't do touch screen stuff on the vita yeah yeah so, I don't know, I just, went guys. It up.
1: I just went and looked it up, and Monster Mon Peace, the first 45 minutes of the game, are literally just talking to people. Holy shit. Well, I can't do that. It teaches you how that. to
2: play the game.
0: Yeah, it is yeah, a card we, game. That's... You need to know how to play it. Uh, I mean, I told the one at the, the card, out, I'm like, nope, 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 mm-hmm. nope. Apparently, the, the US version of that is also censored. The Japanese version is worse. Oh, are
1: there pictures of, of
0: anime? There, there are pictures of women that, well, I say women. The, the girls Monster, that look far Mon- too young. Oh, the one no.
2: thing, my one gripe with Monster Mon piece is that it's a it's sort of game where you're like, all right, card, and then a virtual version of whatever's on the card shows up on the battle okay. screen, right? Yeah. So, but they don't have, and I understand why, because there's so many cards, but it still bums me out. They don't have actual individual virtual models of each card. Okay. So, like, you put down a card, and then whatever class that card is... It pops up with pops up a with corresponding that. hair color depending on whose team it's on. Oh, okay, so it's like a bit lazy. you don't get to, you don't get to yeah you don't get to have you know a battle arena with like all of these super cool looking ladies like beating the shit out of each other. Instead, it's like okay, I've got you know a couple of archers, I've got a couple of people with swords, and I've got my buffers and my healers, and mm. you know everybody is specific to their class rather than what their you actual. Know, we, I've,
0: I've got a specific <laughs> question for you, Dodger. Like because you know the more i learn about these games and the yes. more uh, I, I find the the surprising idea that apparently these games are actually quite popular with women more so than you would think yeah like can you can you kind of explain that because that's not a perspective that i can possibly share i know you play a lot of them but i also know that a lot <laughs> of other female gamers play a lot Go of games on. like this can you explain why
2: i actually have no idea <laughs> i don't know what i don't know what it is about these games, they are they are very pretty, though. I will say, a lot of these games are designed to be very beautiful. They're very colorful. They're very bright. Um,
0: but I mean, what about I, the, like the way that? I the, don't know. The, I don't
2: know what it is about.
0: <sighs> I don't know. Are you just weird?
2: Maybe I'm just weird. But like you're there's saying, the there's apparently a lot of a lot of weird girls. I,
0: well, yeah. I mean, I've 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 seen a bunch of. I mean, obviously, like a lot of girls are into anime in a big way. Uh, it's a, there's a big female demographic for that. I, you know, if, from my perspective, especially at this age, I'd have to say, like, as a man, it creeps me the fuck out. Like, I can't <laughs> play games like that because it's just... I didn't even want to play Honey Pop. I really yeah. didn't. But Jenna was like, oh no, play it. And Jenna, <laughs> like, beat it. And, and, and uh, like, all the f- uh, uh, female gamers that I've talked to that played it have beaten it as well. And I'm like... Yeah. I'm just scared of it. Like, I, it's just like, I don't want to... I'm not okay with seeing women portrayed this way and girls are like no f- just fuck her banger right now. Well, go. We have
2: we have less of a social aversion to it though,
0: too. I, I think that's probably a good I mean, lot
2: a lot know, a lot of work, a lot of work societally right now is going into being like, here's what's creepy. You know, here's here's the creepy line. Like, try not to cross this creepy line. You know, here's what is sexist, here's what isn't, like all of these things. And I think, you know, for women we don't We don't really get chastised for playing these games unless no, it's like why would you put your money towards something that was obviously you know made for blah 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 and I'm just like, eh. but I
0: mean, if there's a significant female demographic, then that argument falls to pieces <laughs> It's like well yeah, evidently it that's, wasn't
2: that's the weird thing right that's the weird thing about all of it, so I don't know mm,
0: it's
3: it's an what, interesting Jesse? subject, yeah. I bet the audiences for this in, like, the West and in the East are, like, totally different. Like, probably. I bet, That's yeah. like, also probably There's true. probably, like, the cultural reason or the, like, <laughs> demography they're going for in Japan because, like, of, because of what you were saying. Like, culture, It's like whenever yeah. I... Yeah, when I look up Wikipedia of, like, all these different, like, variant pieces of Japanese culture in terms of, like, anime and what they like and stuff, it's, like, fucking fascinating. It's like, what is all this stuff? It's, like, this type of high heel and this type of thing. And I'm like, this is fucking amazing that they managed to, like, <laughs> granularize like... Mm well yeah i mean there's, into, there's genres here, of just... anime
0: that are aimed at specific uh demographics like it's age range and, yeah i mean there's, there's a bunch of anime that's aimed specifically at women of a certain age there's like entire genres aimed at obviously teenage boys but there's a bunch like aimed at male adults as well and then there's the Ooh. crossover stuff you know i mean a- anime is not a genre anime is a medium you know, there's a lot of stuff in there
3: but I, I, find, like, I find it interesting you say that a lot of women are playing this game because I always assume that they make these games on Vita so that dudes can play them while they jack off before they go to bed. Like, there's a reason See, why this stuff thing, right? doesn't come out on Xbox that's One. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, evidently it doesn't work in the U.S. because they censor the whole thing. So it evidently is completely pointless. Yeah, so.
2: Don't buy criminal girls, guys. It's a waste it's, of time. To fun. be fair, like... Lost uh, uh, my piece of Fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, there's free porn <laughs> on the internet. Why the fuck would you spend $50 on there is a free game to on the do internet. it?
3: Wait, do you $50? $50?
0: Wow, it's a Vita game. Yeah, it's like a fully-boxed Vita game. Wow. Alright. Alright. Okay, has anyone else been playing anything else this week that they would like to talk about?
1: Uh... I'd like to talk about the fact that I looked up Monster Mon Piece and found three separate images of Dodger jacking off a phone. Oh, yes!
0: (laughs) The last time- so the last time we talked about Monster Mon Piece, where we actually found out about this- I think it was like the release date or whatever. (laughs) Uh, Dod- uh, we, we watched the trailer, and there was the mechanic of the kind of stroking thing.
2: It was so funny. They had so many videos of people being like, here's how it works. Ooh, And ladies just
0: like, oh! It, it,
1: immediately,
0: screen. Dodger got GIFT doing that, and it ended up all over you got Tumblr. You GIFT right there,
1: too. Oh, no, here's the thing. <laughs> yes, I'm trying yes, to find yes, It yes. wasn't three separate shirts. It so over the course of this podcast, at three separate times... She was jerking off her phone. And I want to point out that that had me cracking up. up. <laughs> I forgot what, I was, I what you it. guys were even talking about once I found those. So I was like, how, how is, is this a thing? <laughs> three, I found three separate no. images. How is that even possible?
0: I, I don't, I don't know. know. This is my life. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. This is my
2: business. This is what
1: I well, do.
0: If, there's, if, if no one else has anything else they'd like to talk about, I did play a game, uh, actually this morning, called Battle Line, which is uh, a Namco Bandai kind of free-to-play game. They made this this fairly... It It's not like World of Tanks, but it's about tanks. So it's like an RTS... You can actually control multiple tanks simultaneously if you want, but at the start of the game, you can really just control one. And it's about pushing this battle line forward and capturing bases. And there's a lot of players. So you've got got like 16 tanks, and they've got 16 tanks, and you blow the shit out of each other. But what they do is they mix tanks from different eras in for no apparent reason at all. So (laughs) you can literally have an Abrams fighting a panther like it, it, it actually they balanced it in such a way that that's okay. It, no, obviously that's completely unrealistic, but it's done from a top-down perspective, so it's kind of a, a simple game to play. But you have a lot of abilities that you can equip with your tank that are kind of way out there. Like my tank has a a shi- all the tanks have a shield, which is kind of a guard mode, which allows you like a chance to deflect bullets that are coming your way, but it only activates a couple of seconds, so you got to get your timing right. But I have a stealth version on my tank, so I'm driving around in a stealth Sherman that can sneak up behind people and then just like canister shot the shit out of them. It's, uh, I mean, the game drags on quite a lot because of the the mechanic of the battle line is interesting because it forces fights. So you push the battle line forward across the map. But if the other guys are pushing the battle line forward, it says the battle line has stopped moving. You've got to go stop them. And it points you in the direction where the enemy are. So it forces a big fight. And there's bases that you can capture for respawn points and supplies that also do that. And you can equip a bunch of uh, different cooldown-based abilities on your thing. Like, I've got corrosive shells, which have, like, a poison dot. I've got nitros for my tank and stuff like that. And it's actually pretty fun. Like, I don't know how pay-to-win it is, per se. Like, I I put put a little bit of virtual currency in there to buy the allied pack, which was, like, six bucks, which gave me a Sherman and a Crusader, which are, like, I think it's a a British tank and, obviously, the Sherman tank. Everyone knows. Uh, But
3: it's actually kind of fun honestly do you pick your loadout at the start like do you pick the like first five you want or something
0: uh yeah but you can you can uh, have multiple tanks with you when your tank explodes unless it's the basic tank which like has an instant respawn timer it takes uh, like a number of minutes to repair itself in the game or you can use a cooldown which will make it instantly repair uh, and you can equip the different tanks with different stuff. So you build these facilities which unlock abilities which can then be upgraded. And you can also buy a bunch of uh, consumables which are really cheap. They use in-game currency. You can buy them like 300 packs, like repairs that you equip on your five, six, seven, and eight. So you've got eight abilities total plus your ability to fire your cannon which is, um, I mean, with a cannon, you you put your mouse over the enemy, you wait. You can fire immediately but you can wait to get like an aimed critical shot. And it's... It doesn't require any real, like, aiming skill, but it's all about, like, maneuvering around the terrain and uh, and using uh, using your range advantage whenever possible. It's... Uh, I think it's got some potential, actually. It, especially when you have a big fight where there's, like, 16 tanks on either side, they're just blowing the shit out of each other, and there's an <laughs> artillery guy at the back who's just mortaring everybody, and it's pretty fun, actually. And mixing these tanks together in an absurd fucking scenario that would never happen is kind of compelling. I can't wait it, for the. They're bringing out a fucking multiple launch rocket system. The MLRS, you know, the big American rocket launcher that's like a modern system. They're putting that in the game. So you're going to have Sherman tanks versus multiple rocket launch systems and fucking bullshit like that. And it's got butt rock music in the background as it's going along and a terrible voice. I was like, our tank is nearly destroyed. It's, it's <laughs> so cheesy and stupid. I love it. Uh, How actually, long it games last? is it like uh, it's it's all about micro is it uh, yeah this is the big problem with it like I, pl- I was in a game that lasted like 30 minutes it drug on way too long they eventually have sudden death where if you die that's it but it t- i think they need to streamline the speed of the games because yeah it's a very much a, a tug of war uh, with the battle line so it can drag on for a while honestly mm. that's the thing i think they need to resolve but outside of that it's actually kind of fun and I love the idea that when you get enough crew, you can control multiple tanks at once if you want, or you can get one big tank that takes a lot of crew. So you can micro like multiple tanks and do cool shit like that. It's kind of like an RTS. So yeah, it actually has some potential. I think it's an open beta right now. You can just download it from their website. It's called Battle Line. It's by Namco Bandai. So it's kind of worth having a look at. It's a bit of fun. All right, let's take a break. And then when we come back, we can talk about news. We can talk about and speculate (gasps) about Bethesda for like an hour because that's a thing. Yeah, (laughs) You're watching the Crotional Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Don't go anywhere. We're going to play some ads and some great music. And if you want to go to the toilet, now will be the time. Go play some uh, Evolve Hunters while you're on the bog. That's what it's for. I downloaded that. That's my recommendation. All right, we'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the CO optional podcast for the final about 50 minutes of the show. We're going to have to, Dan's going to have to leave just slightly early because he's got, I believe he's got another podcast to do, Danny.
3: Yes, apologies for uh, for having to pop out, but busy, our busy. weekly live show, the lobby is on at 2 o'clock mm. Pacific. So I got to go talk about video games with a bunch of other people. Just yeah. after that. They're not as cool as us, but you know. You, you, <laughs> I, you, think cool we, I think people. we all knew yeah. that.
1: We yeah, all knew I that. Like, we just not right. want to say it. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: I did. I just, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just feel like putting a cat amongst the pigeons.
4: Yeah, exactly. That's the
0: amazing sounds of Ben Pronty's soundtrack to Gravity Ghost, by the way. Hmm. You know, I had a... Sorry, I'm eating gold bears. Mm. <laughs> Great. Mm-hmm, I had a really yes. sad thing over the last couple of days. So um, Polygon uh, did journalism, which is cool when they do that. What? They're actually pretty good at it when they try and they came up with an article which was about uh, the grey market, G2A and Kinguin, and the recent issues with Far Cry 4. A really well-researched article, very well-written, and big props to Polygon for actually raising awareness on this issue. And this, they what they pointed out about Gravity Ghost in particular was they started this article by buying a code for Gravity Ghost, and they got a, got it a few dollars cheaper than what Steam had. And by the end of the article, after researching and actually talking to the developer who is She's a wonderful woman, incidentally, extremely talented. Talk to her. Found out this code was a code that was given to a YouTuber for press coverage. The YouTuber sold it. Wow. No way. They sold it. Oh, that's so shitty. Oh yeah. I I was furious after hearing that. I'm like, my God, uh, we. We've fought for years to kind of be taken seriously on YouTube. It's taken me like four or five years, um, and my PR guy as well, Chris, who's worked his ass off to do it, to even create the Rolodex of contacts required to, for us to even get access to review code. And even then, we don't always get it at the same time as the big sites do. You know, we're often playing at a disadvantage. And that's with like the biggest PC critique channel on YouTube that is getting bigger numbers than Polygon on reviews. It's getting bigger numbers than pretty much anything. And when some wanker does pull shit like that, especially on an indie of all people disgusting i like, absolutely disgusting and some people said it was a bonus code it's like no apparently no it was not uh, if you read the article it was actually specifically a press code youtube has only got one code for gravity ghost if you buy gravity ghost on the site you get two codes because uh, the developer's idea was we really want to uh it was it was really nice thought it was like uh share this with someone that you you know you like or you love you know and uh, share the happiness of the game you know i was like that's that's a nice sentiment but youtubers like and press guy we only got one code so I can confirm that because I only got one code.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Just disgusting behavior, like, and uh, I mean, obviously, there, there's been a lot of problems over the last uh, year or so with people scamming codes out of developers, pretending to like be a YouTube channel or whatever. We have a lot of people that run around trying to post some of our old PR emails to try and scam codes out of people. Which wow. is why, of course, we say only ever send codes to this one specific email address. But I just wanted to point that out because one, it's a really good article, they deserve props for it and secondly, that it was disgusting and whoever that person is, I hope you fail in this industry.
3: Get the fuck out. I feel for you guys, that's like the same thing that happens sometimes in our little world and like there is nothing more frustrating than when you are trying to, like trying desperately hard to do good work and to do it the, you know, the right Right way way. it should be done and then people your you like that, like it is mind-numbingly annoying. I remember stories of there was a an outlet. I won't say where. That basically the, the, uh, basically the EIC or whoever wasn't in charge of like editorial voice, but was in charge of running the day to day operations, was taking games every month, going down to the local game store and trading them in. Fuck wit. Yeah, like, and this was stuff that was happening a couple of years ago. Like, it's there are just there are bad eggs that just ruin it for everyone else. And like, yeah. that's despicable when it's like you know it's a AAA publisher who's like sending you you know five copies of a game and you're doing that stuff that's not cool but to do it to an indie it's just like
0: that's yeah. not
3: on at yeah. all like i don't understand how someone can do that
0: dickheads frankly, as far as I'm concerned. That's how that I would describe those. And if you'd like to check out Gravity Ghost, and this is our way to try and compensate for that, gravityghost.com is the place to go. And it's, it's super fun. It's a great game. Really talented developers behind it. Cool. Let's get on some news. So I think the biggest news today, as you're probably aware, is that for the first time ever, Bethesda will be running a press conference at E3. They're going to host mm-hmm. their own. I mean that's that's a pretty big deal. Obviously people like EA do it, people like Ubisoft do it, these big publishers. For Bethesda to do it, that usually means they have a lot to say. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're hoping. So the question is, what the hell are they going to be saying? The- There's three things that they can say. TB, three things. All
1: right. <clears throat> Fallout. <laughs> they could say Elder Scrolls, some new Elder Scrolls game, or this is what I hope, it probably isn't true. I would kill for Dishonored two. I would mm. kill for that to be an announced game. Those three things would blow people's mind. If they could do all three, that they would, they would, they would kill E three. They would be like, we own this convention. I don't think <laughs> it's ever gonna happen. But if they
2: could do those three, even I feel like even just Fallout would be like would a be, huge would blow thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're not
3: doing this unless Fallout four is getting announced. There's mm-hmm. no hope in hell. If I had oh. like I i thought that maybe last year they'd do it like there's so many rumblings about fallout 4 at this stage coming out of sure. that studio todd harris studio has been working on nothing since they put out oh, do like I told they're you not doing doom. yeah th- yeah they'll so talk about probably... doom i imagine they'll yeah, show but... doom they'll probably sh- yeah hopefully they'll show more than what they showed at at infest yeah. or quick whatever it's yeah. called now mm-hmm. uh i like you know dishonor 2 would be a great shout i think that's 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 plausible. Um, I think Doom is a good one as well, but I don't think they're putting on a presser unless they're talking about Fallout. Like, it just, they don't have an IP. Like, or like they'll do that HD Skyrim thing, maybe, which was rumored last year as well, that they bring out Skyrim on next gen consoles. But, yeah. like, I don't think this is happening with their Fallout. Or maybe they're just, just going to announce Wet 2 and they hope that people are going to be super <laughs> into it.
0: Uh, you know, I would like them to announce Fallout 2 and uh, Fallout 4 and say, "Yeah, we're not the ones making it; Obsidian is." But we're gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> That's never gonna happen in a million fucking years. But you know, I'd love to see that because I said it before. Fallout 3 with the DLC is pretty good, but New Vegas wipes the fucking floor with that game. And the base game for Fallout 3, ending sucked, and it had plenty of bad things about it that could have been a lot better. But then again, you know, I'm not. I'm not the world's biggest fan of Bethesda games. I always feel like they create. Uh, you know, oceans with the depths of paddling pools. A lot of the time, they make mm-hmm. these big worlds and put nothing in them, and th- that's always a bit sad. But... but look, that's the exact opposite of what
1: happened with Dishonored. They made a huge world and gave you the tiniest slice of that huge yes, world. And it drove did. me crazy. That's why I want to see. I want more. the sequel so badly. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I would. I'd. I'd go for that immediately. Absolutely. I mean, That's was... one of the strongest new IPs that's been out in the past couple of years. Mm. Absolutely.
0: It's. It's great, and it was good to see the studio behind it in particular managed to pull that off. I mean, Arcane. Uh, I do love what they did with uh, Dark Messiah of Might and Magic, but holy shit, a kind of yeah. buggy piece of crap on launch, you know. <laughs> but I mean, that game's still great. Hey, if they announce <laughs> Dark Messiah Two, I'm in. Yes. Absolutely, that'd be cool. Holy shit, that would be incredible. There's no way they're going to do it, but uh, <laughs> you know, I- I'll take this on a two, I guess. You know, it's it's not going to be my Dark Messiah sequel, but it's close. It's close enough. Uh, I just hope they don't spend too much time on Old Scrolls Online. It's like just, you know, come on, come on, come on. No one, no one wants it. Yeah. They don't want it. Let's see something else. But yeah, so probably Doom. Uh,
3: uh, they're doing Battle Cry as well, aren't they? Oh yeah, they that. are. God yeah. yeah. It's probably going to the be game be a that keeps getting confused with Battleboard Yeah, they've, yes. they've got quite a lot of you know, plates being spotted at the moment. Actually, that company. So it's kind of no wonder they're going to do their own presser. Like when you put them up against someone like Ubisoft, you kind of think, yeah, I guess you are, you are working on quite a lot.
0: They transitioned out to a publisher role, but they also kind of expanded their own development as well. So, I mean, you know, Elder Scrolls Online, of course, was ZeniMax that made it, if I recall correctly, and Bethesda then ended up being the publisher. But I think there's... Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Bethesda's kind of grown to the size where perhaps they could pull this off, and, you know, in an hour, they've actually got some fun stuff to show. And, I mean, I can't think of a kind of bad announcement for them at that, you know? I mean, although expectations are really high. As you said, if they don't announce Fallout 4, then people are going to be furious. But... Outside of that, like if you show me Fallout Four, anything else you show me is just kind of a bonus on top of that.
3: Mm. You know, there's just going to be and one more thing. It's going to be that yeah. it'll be that. You know, yeah, yeah either over.
0: they open with it or they end with it. You know, they're not going to shove it in the middle, are they? Yeah.
3: Blizzard did a great job with that at BlizzCon this year with Overwatch. Um, I think. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I'd love to see them do something similar. Yeah. Are I they
2: actually... going to have to rename Overwatch? By the way.
3: Uh, there's,
0: there was something going on with uh, there's a there's an augmented reality laser tag style game that's called Overwatch and there's I think Blizzard wins that copyright claim I think they're too dissimilar. I thought, yeah.
2: I thought they lost in court. I
0: Did they? It. I don't. I wasn't aware they'd gone to court yet. They're still calling no, it. No, I Overwatch. thought the
1: lawsuit was. I thought there was a, like a pending issue, but they yeah, there's, there's, there's a pending, there's
0: a pending trademark dispute on it, if I recall correctly, which is not even yet the Blizzard a
1: employees I know still call it Overwatch. So I'm
0: pretty they're sure they're still, it's still not selling a... Overwatch T-shirts. For yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not an issue. Yeah, I've, and I think if if that ends up to go into court, they definitely win that. You know, even if they have to outspend in order to get it, they seem pretty set on calling it that and you know my- I'm, yeah I'm worried
3: remember Iron Brigade was it uh, oh yes Trenched has- it used to be called Trenched yeah, yeah. It, but that was because of Portuguese like tabletop German game. I think wasn't it oh That's was it German for- yeah I think so yeah But that seemed like it was so far away from the subject matter but mm. they still had to rename it if I, I recall
0: guess. correctly they were dealing with European uh, trademark law at that point Right, it's, there's a bit okay. of a difference I mean I, I know UK trademark law because we studied it in third year but I, American trademark law is a bit wild and then European is all over the fucking place so yeah trademark law is grossly out of date needs to be sorted out uh well hope I, I mean i don't care what they call it frankly the game looks fun yeah, i'm interested to looks try it great yeah it does it's great to see blizzard actually making major new ip as well you know it's not like hearthstone isn't fun and i've spent god knows how many hours on that fucking game and made <laughs> god knows how much money from that fucking game but i'll i'd, I'd like to see overwatch certainly you know let's uh, let's see blizzard strike out once again that'll be interesting to see
2: yeah, because Hearthstone at least was, was building off of a pre-existing world.
0: And so is Heroes of you know. the Storm. This is the first yeah. time they've, uh, in a long fucking <clears throat> time, that they've not done that, you know? And yeah. they are wonderful at making characters, so yeah. go first. Yeah. I, I, re- I still, I, I mean, just after watching the trailer, there's still there's a bunch of memorable characters in there that look really I interesting I need to find the
1: character that Chris Metzen voices so I can be overpowered and destroy everyone. Ah, everyone.
0: everyone. <laughs> yes, indeed. That is that is a thing that sometimes happens.
1: All the time. Huh? Is, is Thrall still All overpowered in heroes?
0: Is Thrall still broken as uh, hell? They, just, they, they
1: just released a uh patch today with a, along with the Lost Vikings as playable characters for, oh, okay. for heroes. But um they they made one change to Thrall, and it was they took away his his um whatever the strike like whatever his multi-strike ability is. So basically, okay. like he is Thrall's balls is non-existent now. It relied on having the ability to hit guys and have cooldowns faster. So without that, your build po- is broken. My my super-powered OP build is broken. So well, I'm you, gonna enjoy, go play you the enjoyed it games. while you
0: had the chance, you know. I got to level 10.
1: I got master skin Thrall, Perfect.
0: Well, I'll tell you <laughs> that they balance a lot quicker than they do Hearthstone. I mean, fuck, we had to deal with Undertaker for many months before they finally nerfed that shit. And we're still dealing with other stuff that I don't know. I mean, it's I think Hearthstone is reasonably balanced, you know. But you're always going to lose games just randomly, so balance kind of becomes less of an issue. But go I think, Hunter. Uh, Hunter is is pretty much nerfed now. I mean, I, you can still play it, but I mean, Undertaker was kind of a key part of that build, and now you can't really use it anymore. So, although I did watch Trump's stream yesterday, it was hilarious. He went up against this legendary deck. uh, This was a legend-ranked guy, like, really high-ranked. He was playing a seemingly completely random hunter deck with weird fucking cards that you never see, like Cobra Shot. And Trump dies at the end to Stone Tusk Boar, the (laughs) 1-1 charging boar, with Bestial Wrath, a card that is never played by fucking anybody. This guy plays the boar, plays Bestial Wrath, which is like a one-cost card. It's two damage extra to a, a beast and make the beast immune nobody uses it because it's right.
3: shit right
0: he died to it <laughs> he, he was silent for about two minutes he had no idea what just happened it was
3: beautiful <laughs> it was so beautiful uh
0: but let's not talk about hearthstone because the chat gets really angsty when i get into that
1: <laughs> also 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 f trump Yes. yes hashtag
0: f trump all right let's move on to a little bit of other news we do have other news well Let's, uh, should we talk about review scores? Because Eurogamer just dropped them and they, they weren't. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, can we expect Eurogamer to be shut down by AOL anytime soon?
3: Because that's what <laughs> happened to Joystick <laughs> when they did it. Oops. Ouch.
0: Ooh. Burp. Love you, Joystick guys. I supported you. AOL,
3: hey, well, ma- I- sorry. Uh, Eurogamer make a bunch of plays. They've just expanded their video team as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they picked up Johnny Chiodini, who used to be on uh, uh UK and uh, yeah. IFA over there as well. So they're, 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 they're making shapes over there at the moment.
0: Yeah, I mean they're one of the only traditional sites that seems to be expanding as opposed yep. to contracting right now, uh, which is kind of surprising. I mean, they have is they that have their a finger- sign of
1: their success
0: though? They have their fingers in a few pies. They own their own digital distribution platform called Get Games. Uh, that's mm-hmm. actually owned by Eurogamer. They also run an expo as well. Yeah. So, which uh, does
3: very well for them. Yeah. Uh, they've also got a bunch of like partnership deals with, uh, I know, inside Xbox and a couple of other YouTube channels, which are basically part of their wider network that don't yeah. carry the brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think this is them kind of dipping towards the video stuff finally for the the first time because their own yeah. kind of y- YouTube efforts have been haven't had much resource behind them. So I think that this is the push now for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, they've got to do it. I think the only reason I ever go to Eurogamer is for the the Kind of tech rundowns that they do, the big comparisons between frame rates and stuff that they show on there, mm-hmm. they do a pretty good job of that. Damn it, I digital foundry is what they call it. Yes, yeah, I, I mean, I they have some fantastic
3: writers over there, like Tom Bramwell, Wesley, Ian Poole, Like, they have some fantastic writers over there, like doing great articles and so actually some decent investigative stuff as well. Like, they put resource into it, yeah. Um, it's, it's but good. yeah, this review stuff is interesting. Like, it's, it's it wasn't it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like it's been slowly happening for like a decade now, you know, remember 100. Point review
0: scores back in the day on PC Gamer. Yeah, oh some, some people still do that. I mean, there's quite a few people that still do that, but they're, they're now, what, the third major site, I think, to publicly, like, get rid of it. Kotaku was the first, then Joystick, rest in peace, and now Eurogamer. And I I, mean, I like like your professional opinion first, Danny. Before we hear Jesse's mm-hmm. bullshit, is uh, you know what? What's kind of your professional opinion from a more traditional media standpoint of abandoning scores? Like, what what's their what is their goal? Do you think it will hurt them in the long run?
3: I think Eurogamer's uh, audience is different to ours. I think they do sort of rest a bit more within the sort of big enthusiast gamer. Um, okay. Whereas we tend to bring in people who are often just looking for the number the and stream. In- Yeah, a bit more. Just a a brief sort of synopsis. So we, the problem is, we cater to so many crowds that we're we're sort of we're, we're stuck between: do we service the sort of mainstream folk, or do we like go in the direction that sort of like them blazing the trail, like, for... Because, like, people who speak on forums, people who speak on Reddit, like, Gaff, like, people who are, like, really interested in this sort of stuff, like, they know that scores are super reductive and bullshit, and that ultimately yeah. you can't really tell that the game is, like, really good, but actually kind of buggy, or it's kind of a piece of junk, but you know what? FIFA's always good, so let's give it an eight. Mm-hmm. So, like, they are really reductive, and I never... Like, I, I have a law about it. I never just look at the score of a review I'll always read it or, like, watch the video review, but... I think there is something to be said about changing. Like we know that like twenty point doesn't work. Like Gamespot had that years ago with like we had like increments in the hundred point scale, and then there was that was like point fives, and now we're down to only having a ten point scale. Like Giant Bomb, like Jeff was very much about having a five point scale because it gets rid of some of the like the bullshit between is that a six or a seven or a five or a six. And the problem that Gamespot has is that we really stick to our ten point, but our ten point is really different to the rest of the industry. Like. We've score lower our, on
0: average, if I recall yeah, correctly. Yeah, but we
3: use the scale. We we try like a, to us like a seven or a six isn't a bad game. It's just not wonderful. So like we don't like us and IGN. If you were to put us together in terms of like how we review games, it's like almost like we're using two different scales. The problem is like people. We can't change people's perception of what numbers are. And, if folks are like going to meta scores and they're seeing our review saying it's this and then that's that. And then they're making this like number that rounds them all up nicely. Like we well, can't help it. you know? Yeah. I mean? I mean,
0: Metacritic's the huge yeah. problem there, isn't it? Because it's a perception issue for, for, um, they have a different system and I've explained this kind of in previous videos where I said scores were bullshit is they have a different system for games that they do for movies. You can be, have a lot lower meta score for a movie and still be in the green as, mm. But with a game, if you're in the 70s, you're in the yellow by that point. Like, if you're a 7, you're in the yellow, and people are like, it's junk. I think even at 75, in some cases, you you end up being in the in the yellow. And uh, there, there is an expectation. If this game doesn't get, like, average 80 or 90 meta score, and it's not just an expectation from uh, from gamers, it's from fucking companies. You know, we've heard, yeah. we've heard these stories before. You know, uh, was it um, uh, Obsidian got screwed out of a bonus because they got 84 instead of 85? Uh, and this has happened multiple times apparently there were some issues with Destiny as well I'm looking at Dying Light right now, it has a 73 that's a yellow Life is Strange has a 76, that's a green Dying Light is not a bad game by any stretch, but a lot of people will view seventy-three like, and that yellow score is like, well, that's f- not fucking worth buying. Yeah, I,
3: I wonder if it comes from like the like like years ago when games that got low scores were broken, and that's the difference between yeah. games and films is that you can not have a you you know a broken CD or a broken God CD. am old or like a, bro- a broken song or a broken film, you know. But like games very, that very just rare. Kind of don't really work, like be it mechanically or bugs or whatever, they tend to get lower scores. Or I think. They, they, it sends, yeah that quality sort of thing that exists there It's a great it's point just...
0: that's been brought up there as well though i wonder if like the shift away from scores has a lot to do with the fact that over the last couple of years releases have been getting worse and worse and worse on the AAA side of things like for a triple a game to come out and not be buggy is an achievement these days it's mm-hmm. very rare and i i genuinely feel especially like last year games media sites got shat on for giving good scores to Halo Master Chief Collection when the entire multiplayer was fucking busted. Oh yeah,
3: like we, Chris Waters, who reviewed it over here for us, was like holding off. We put up a review in progress saying, yo, this is real fucking broken. Like, don't buy it now. Our real review will be out once it's fixed. Two weeks later, it wasn't fixed. Chris posted the review we gave it a, I think it was a 6 out of 10, and then people were up in arms about it. Which yeah, is well, that's fair, the problem, it isn't it? busted.
0: Yeah. If you, half your yeah. game's fucking busted, then, yeah, you shouldn't be giving it a 9. Like, it's right. that simple. And if people get mad about that, then fuck them. Like, it, it, it is partially the gamer's fault for being obsessed with scores. I think it's a very childish thing. I mean, I imagine it's kind of the teenage audience that is kind of doing that, but it's hard to say. Because, I mean, I see people on Reddit arguing over scores as well. I'm like, I don't know how old these people are. You know, uh, it's... But it's ludicrous because not only is the score just really not a useful thing to the consumer, but it's generating an absurd amount of fights over fucking nothing, and it's scaring outlets into saying, well, we can't give it a low score because our audience will get upset and leave.
1: I think... I, I would say you're wrong. I think having a score is very useful to a... Like, it's the same reason why... Uh, people love ma- uh, newspapers like USA Today because everything is very simplified, <clears throat> and they give you infographics and they give you all sorts of crap that people like getting information very quickly. I think a score helps that. The thing I think that needs to be fixed is, and this is what I was gonna say in the beginning, the reason why people are moving away from scores, I, I, at least I think, is because everyone's score, like like you were talking about, Danny, everyone uh, everyone's score is based off different views and information. Like there is no set standard, this is how we score something. And until that happens, I think that that there shouldn't be, like, scoring is stupid, but it's useful. Like, it's something that should exist, but because it's not regulated, there's no regulation of what, like, the levels are, and no one can get together on it that it's that it becomes an unuseful thing.
3: It's it's like you're taking a uh, critique is like just the most subjective thing in the world. Of and then you're trying to apply it to something which is uniform, and so it's always going it to work. piss yeah. people off. And I guess the other problem that probably we struggle with is that like here at GameSpot, like the, the the team over here puts an enormous amount of effort into trying to make sure every review is as you know as considered as possible. Um, we put the score up there, and then. People are reductive about the score, but then those are the people who weren't going to review read the review read the anyway. Review so, anyway. Yeah. like, so maybe let's just put the score up. Let them, you know, it's a guide for people who are it. clever enough. And yeah, but like, we don't want to have our comment section of our video reviews or written reviews or YouTube full of people just giving out about the score. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, then, why, also, why care about those people when the you know the not vocal minority or majority? are probably just consuming the review and enjoying it themselves like why should we worry so much about that tiny vocal minority who are just going to be pissed off about something no matter what you do
0: i think it depends on whether or not like you view the kind of comment section as any sort of useful thing Uh, angry joe recently did dying light he gave it a six and the, the comment section is full of people writing about the score like that which is hilarious because before that, like they were whining that he hadn't done enough reviews, and then he does a review, they don't give it. He doesn't give the score that they want, and then they get upset. Mm. Why are you well, even going to a critic's channel? Like you just want someone to verify your purchase. That's what a lot of mm. these people actually do. Like they want to be encouraged that they bought the right thing, and it's actually kind of pathetic. And I wish that people would stop doing it. I really do. It's come on. You know, you're strong enough hopefully to have your own opinion. The the
1: problem is is that when we... Uh, again, I know people think I'm insane, but the idea that we don't have, like... No one can get together and say, like... It makes sense. If you have a scoring system where a 6 and a 7 and a 5 are bad games, then 1 through 4 are totally useless numbers. <laughs> yes. They don't deserve... Like, no one... Unless your game is pure shit, you're not ever going to get that. People will be like, it's it's a 5, which is bad. It's whole, When you get a 5, you basically shout out a game, which you should have gotten a... Like, might as well get a one if you're gonna get a five, and so Another at that time point, true, yeah. And at that we point, gave, we
3: gave our fourth ever one today on GameSpot.com. What did you give it to? Oh, God. Ravens
0: Cry. Oh, it's uh, uh that review has been controversial. I, I mean, I know that game's a piece of shit, but a lot of that review was complaining about the use of the c word, and apparently the game is horribly sexist. Uh, I I read some of the review. I'm like,
3: who wrote that? It wasn't you? Was it? it wasn't it was right. uh, uh mr sass i think it was one of our freelancers we're going to be talking about it on the lobby uh, oh yeah later on that'll be spot. interesting so if you uh, want to listen in on that go for it
0: yeah i mean i i could criticize that review but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do it because frankly but, like, also i can't be asked to play raven's cry to have the point of reference to even do it so fuck it
3: but, they, but there you are you know, everyone it does it so
0: you're, you're giving out about the one out of ten as well i'm, a cr- <laughs> I'm not giving out about one out of ten i'm getting out about the fact that in a world full of pirate violence and horrible things they're complaining about the use of the c word and that the game has sexist portrayals of women in it it's like welcome to pirates they weren't very nice come on why monkey island wasn't that sexist that's true but you know Guybrush was also an idiot Jesse. Yes. yes. Jessie?
1: No. I, I. just. I. It's. I think it has to go back to like school when you got a fifty percent and that was you failed. <laughs> yeah, and so, I like, guess that that's, has a lot to do. Yeah, with but, it, Yeah, but right. I mean, I, I don't understand why, as a collective, reviewing world, people couldn't say like, yeah, no, a five is it's it's okay, right? Like like a ten is the best game you've ever played.
3: Because and guess like, what? Like certain publications don't like pissing off the publishers. Like well, it obviously, that, have, that's that's another big factor to this.
0: But
1: but totally, like, it, 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 like
0: it, 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 sorry, go
1: on. No, it, it just it, it it's an insane system that should work. Like like scores and numbers in theory should be the simplest, easiest way of conveying what's Seems to work fairly well good. in other
0: industries somehow.
1: Yeah, it, it, like people can go to look up a movie review and be like, oh, three and a half stars. That's not too bad. There's a it's lot more great, diversity in movie fun.
0: scores. Have you noticed that? Like if you go to any medical, you will see the full range. Like, yeah. you know, someone will give it a zero. Like, a legitimate critic is like New York Times gave it a zero. Someone else gives it a ninety-five. There's a huge amount of variance there. But well, I think there's value when there's variance. I think when it's when it's so uniform, it's not as useful. Especially if people are like even there might be wildly different opinions on the game, but they gave them similar scores because they're not willing to use the whole scale. Like, Rotten Tomatoes, man. That site
1: like, at 60 is still fresh. Like, like you can have yeah, fresh course. movies that most people think are shit, but because, like, it, it, some people think it's good, and I, it's-
3: well, that. Well, I mean, if 60%
0: pro- of the people like the movie, that's the majority, you know, that's pretty good.
3: The yeah, other problems we have with movies and, and, and stuff like that is that, like, ultimately games, they're- one, they're more expensive, and two- they require so much more time so that I think people aren't willing to like put in the effort with something that's like a three out of five when they could be playing loads of four and fives out of fives that's
0: a fair point you know and honestly if you're going to be a responsible consumer if you don't have that much money then this is why I don't like scores in general like if you are Mm -hmm. uh, the games are expensive If you have a limited amount of money, why on earth would you trust a score? I mean, you want to be reading up on that thing. Hell, you know, I I make decent money and I still won't spend $15 to buy a movie. I won't do it. Just out of principle. And if I do, I go and do my (laughs) research on that shit before I do it. And it's ridiculous because I can totally afford it. But... Uh, it's the principle of the thing. Like, it's about being an informed consumer and scores are the antithesis of that because they boil it down to an arbitrary number that really doesn't mean yeah. anything. You know, it gives a vague idea that maybe the thing's okay. You know, it's like, if it's a lot of green, okay, maybe this is worth my time. But the thing is, you can do that with a different system. That's kind of what Eurogamer did. They, they've changed it to like highly recommended, recommended and avoid, basically. Like kind of like a, a just just a more descriptive system that's not based on a score. I I, I kind of dig that. I'm okay with that.
3: Yeah, it kind of in one way it feels like that's the way this has been going for you know fifteen years, and that's you know like the last part of this on this journey is that we just get rid of scores completely. Like I'm kind of a fan of of the five point scale because I think it's sort of you know it does the the one thing of like giving a little bit of a guideline without getting too granular about it. But you do run into the yeah, problem it's, where it's people are. Yeah, it's pretty vague, using. you know, isn't it? Like yeah. you,
0: you're not going to argue over a three or a four. You know, yeah, Yes, you can argue over the ten point and the hundred point. People get really you know what
3: I bet people would figure out a way of complaining oh I have food. no doubt yeah
0: <laughs> there's no. something
3: just about like video game you know c- critique in, in general and like how people perceive it that I think is different from film like we care so much about games that sometimes we end up getting a bit we care too much sometimes
0: well I again I think it's uh, it's down to what you said previously games require an investment higher monetary investment higher time investment and kind of a big you've got to put a lot of effort into a game. Like You don't have to put effort into watching a movie. Well, I mean, <laughs> some of them I guess you do, but most of them you can just sit there and kind of absorb it. If I watch a bad movie and I wasted 90 minutes of my life doing it, yeah. I, I, I it's not really a big deal. If I spent $60 on a game I was really looking forward to and it ends up being a piece of shit and I have to work to even get it to run and it's full of bugs that are impeding my ability to enjoy it, I can understand why I'd take to a forum at that point. Like it's a different level of enthusiasm. I'm sure there are people that do that with movies, but I think there's a more justifiable reason to get that passionate with games for the, you know, because they they they're just a larger investment in every way. But
2: we also live in a world where people decide their game of the year before they've even played it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's both sides of the coin. It is, yes, absolutely. I I, I feel
1: like uh People, mostly uh, people watching right now, are getting the assumption that I'm trying to quantify opinions and make opinions into, into meaningful numbers and make reviewers have to – here's the deal, guys. No one gives a shit what your opinion is. When you write a review, no one cares what you think about that game. They care about specific things that are good or bad about the game and, and maybe a number – quantify what you feel about it but when you write a review sorry to spoil the game kids when you write a review no one's there to hear your opinion on it like they're like okay that's sure maybe TB because he's got a weird religious like following of crazy the people hell? but other than that no one gives a shit about opinions no one.
0: Alright I'm gonna disagree no with one. that point particularly because I, I think that I think that you're right when you talk about like IGN is is like an entity. The weird thing about games press in general is like a lot of them obviously kind of gather together on sites so that they, because practically you can't review that many games on your own, you know, unless you fudge the format like I do and cheat. But you can get a bunch of people together and then you create a company and then it's like, okay, you get this, you get that, you know, and we can like put out a lot of content. But the problem is in doing that, you really run the risk of losing the individuals. You lose the byline and it becomes like, this is what IGN thought. It's like, I don't care what IGN thought. IGN is just a, a company. Whereas with Giant Bomb, I think is, again, one of the better examples. I, I will care what Jeff Gersman thinks about specific genres. I won't care what he thinks about other genres because I know that he's not kind of into them. But I can still use that opinion. I can use that as something that I can contrast with mine and kind of try and you know figure out what's going on relative to what he's saying. Mm. That's useful. I think that's...
3: The- I think that's the big difference between 2015, like, and, and five years ago, is that now between Twitch and YouTube, like, you guys have uh, broken the mold on what is games driven. critique, which I absolutely love. Like, that's that's I, I didn't like the idea that the games press was this kind of little insular club that had access to everything a little bit early, and that mm. like they they had because like the idea of objective reviews is only like in the past couple of years like been finally thrown out to bed, and let's never go back there again. So. You'll find, like on GameSpot, for instance, like people care, care with Kevin Van and our reviews editor. Like we, though, we will have a following on the site. Absolutely, Giant Bomb is an example of like three or four or five different uh, editors who all have a different, op- like, specific opinion. And then you guys are the perfect example of that. So I think you're right. I think, like, if there was one big thing to say, like, scores, I think that's probably going to be something that changes over the couple of years, next couple of years. But in terms of reviews, when you consider stuff like us, like GameSpot, IGN on and, and the bigger sites, your Eurogamer included, like, that's the thing that changes the most, is that we can't anymore hide behind this is what the New York Times thinks of this movie. Like, that's not how it works anymore. They need to know who you are, do you like that genre, how long have you been playing games, and, you know, do you hate Sony or Microsoft? Yeah,
0: well, yeah, I mean, mean, that's why a lot of this kind of disclosure thing has become a big deal as of late as well, because if you're going to go down the personality and byline-driven route, you've got to make sure you can trust that person. And when when there's some kind of conflict or whatever, or perceived conflict, then there becomes a doubt in that respect that can kill you, you know? I mean, that can that can really, uh, on on YouTube in particular, if a big scandal isn't covered like that, then that, that can really hurt your viewership a lot. Yeah. So and you when I used to work
3: that. in the, it's less over here, I think, when I used to work in the UK, uh, I used to be very irritated by the behavior of, of certain folks, especially like, I don't want to, like, I used to always think like smaller outlets would always play the game a little bit more. We're lucky, like GameSpot and IGN are massive sites, we've got marketing teams, we've got managers we've got like all of that sales stuff all that stuff is so far removed from my day-to-day that i can give that game exactly the score i want and never care about it but that doesn't happen with smaller sites and the one thing that used to irk me so much was hearing all these stories about like oh we're scared of this thing so we give them a little bit of a an extra bump here or yeah yeah and that sort of stuff used to piss me off so much i think it happens a lot less now because there's like there's a there's more eyes on it but i also like there's a certain part of me that thinks that, like, I wish people would just behave properly as critics and as journalists, so that we wouldn't have to have all this. Because some, like, a lot of what I see, like, online scares me a bit in terms of like the amount of like the, the levels at which people are willing to go to to see if journalists are being ethical or not. And it goes back to that YouTuber who sold that code. Why is it that like a certain tiny percentage of assholes do this and salt the earth, and then we end up in this situation where like people think that you know GDC is massive sex parties where people are like excha- exchanging money for for you know, access so. and yeah. stuff so like yeah you're right I think ultimately when people trust it's the same as it was twenty years ago if you trust somebody trust them and if you don't trust them don't trust them and you're free to do it and guess what sites that are trustworthy will live and sight and youtubers are trustworthy will live and the ones that won't won't and that's yeah. ultimately how it works
0: it's a buyer's market and ultimately it's extremely competitive especially with youtube and even twitch becoming a resource for people to learn about games because they can just watch someone play it and it's raw you can't, you can't lie not only that you've got the interactive element you know twitch is i mean if i wasn't on twitch i'd start to, i'd be starting to view twitch's competition to what i'm doing because they're doing it in a different way and it's kind of the same way that i did it in a different way to the, to the guys before me got to watch out for that shit which is why i also do twitch because you know, there there are there's anything that helps the consumer is good but you've got to be careful to not be left behind. You know, there's always going to be someone new doing something different. And that's great. That means that our, our medium and our industry will hopefully consistently evolve. But no, GDC is not a bunch of sex parties. Uh, it's really in many ways <laughs> GDC, quite gdc It's great.
3: It is the it's
2: best It's a constant sex party. What are you talking
3: about? <laughs> that's all GDC it's, is. If you want to be reminded of how little you know about games, because you don't make them like, go, to go to GDC, GDC. And talk it is fantastic. Yeah. Those talks are like, uh, yeah we're going to be broadcasting a bunch on GameSpot this year i encourage people to watch them more if you're in san francisco you can't go because it's oh yeah it's really it's really humbling and it's wonderful because you get to like hang out with people who are like responsible for making some of the you know most important things you'll ever play yeah absolutely
0: all right let's uh, do releases so we can wrap up so danny can get off to his other show all right open up your googles so i uh, just to let danny know what we do here most of these games fucking obscure we have no idea what any of these things are so we're googling right. them as we go and we will this endeavor is usually to how explain. i find my
2: shit so yeah pretty much we're nice. googling
0: them as we go to find out what's going on thankfully the first release should be pretty easy dodger go
2: hey today evolve came out yeah whoa Wow. which is weird
0: because like it seemed like it had been out for a long time because it was constantly in open beta so it's <laughs> a bit of a weird muted launch isn't it really it's like this game was already out what the hell's going on but evolves out. Uh,
2: yes. yes, evolve is out two days from now on February twelfth. We have Cubicity on PC.
0: Cubicity. That game is already out on Desura. It is a two D physics puzzler, uh, which appears to star Jesse Cox. Actually, if you look at the main oh, character, he looks yes. surprisingly similar. Let's see if I can. He doesn't bring have on the screen.
2: mustache though. He's just got the little boobs. He doesn't have the, the full the beard. Little
0: boops. He's got
2: the is, little boobs. Is that boops your professional opinion?
0: Yes. Okay. That, that's the character. There we go. You can see it on the screen right now. That is Cubosity. He's called Seamus. I think he's Irish. I think he might be. It's Seamus? Yeah. Seamus?
2: Seamus? It could be
0: Seamus, maybe. <laughs> he might not be Irish at all. I'm probably just making things up. Okay, so that's Cubosity, and that's coming to Steam. There you go.
2: Harold for PC also comes out.
0: We had this complaint last week that games have far too many generic names, and we can't find them on Google when we're trying to look them. Harold? I mean, Really? Come on, Harold the Game. It has a Facebook page. Uh-huh. Uh,
2: it looks like you're a rudder.
0: Yeah, you are quite it's literally Harold a runner. the
2: rudder, and you're rudding through stuff.
0: Uh, according to, it's apparently a Disney control that you uh, control, a Disney cartoon that you control. According to IGN, actually, it's quite
3: nice art style. Dude, type Harold the Doll into Google, and you get something way freakier. I am not Harold going the to doll. do any
0: of those things that you've just suggested to me because I think you're trying
3: to trick me, and I'm not okay with that. Apparently, after this, I'm going to be watching videos about haunted dolls on YouTube. I don't well, know if this is a thing. Right?
0: It's creeps me out. Uh, Give it away. Next up
2: is Barbarian Brawl on PC.
0: Barbarian Brawl. There's, there's another barbarian game that uh, is trying to get greenlit right now called Ooh. Age of Barbarian, which is a remake of the old barbarian from the 80s. Uh, no one wears clothes in that game. Nobody. Everyone's naked. It's, it, and there's heads flying everywhere. Nice. Uh, barbarian brawl is what a, uh, it looks like a it's a multiplayer game it involves brawling as barbarians 20 player online angry barbarian brawls on one huge map who will reign it has a class called the fat
3: busted it's <laughs> cool, a tank good. apparently so like the band busted but they fallen on hard times
0: apparently so yes there's also <laughs> the barbarian bertha which is a, a giant fat woman uh that heals you i think cool uh this looks yes. strange
2: so there's that all right uh there's also breath of fire for wii u
0: that's a that's gonna be a virtual support right yeah virtual console game yeah yeah breath of fire was
2: the uh, game. 3d fantasy zone for 3ds
0: oh my wow that's good <coughs> it, not
3: it
2: <laughs>
3: fantasy wow. zone unbelievable i'm surprised that well, still they, exists yeah they bring out everything on 3ds now apparently they do <laughs> jesus
2: um, on February thirteenth, we have AV for PC.
0: Better audio names. Visual? I can't find literally, this shit anywhere. Yeah,
2: literally typed it in, and all I get is audiovisual equipment.
0: Oh God, this. Stop it! Come up with better names. We can't even talk about your game because we can't fucking find it. Oh God.
2: Oh my God. I
0: can't find it well, anywhere. I don't even know what this is. I found it on Metacritic, oh, all you? there is
3: is a logo. Oh, no reviews. Well, Magic I, Spell Studios <laughs> made it. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, all right, okay.
0: Magic Spell A-B- Studios. All right, here we Magic go. Magic. Uh, uh, this brought up the RIT Magic Center, which is apparently at the Rochester Institute of Technology. Uh, all right, I found the green light page. Uh, here it is. It is a first person stealth puzzle musical adventure.
4: <laughs> uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Fucking what? Uh, you can only see the world by producing sound. The enforcement of sound to light provides a unique and exciting sensory experience, featuring custom-created art and music made for AV. Uh, there's a demo, too. If you go to avthegame.com, you uh-huh. can play a free demo of Zone Sweet. 1. This looks actually kind of interesting. It, it literally is Winamp Visualizer the game, but intriguing. <laughs> or Daredevil Simulator. It just needs a better name, is what we're saying. Yes, that is a terrible name. Please come up with something better than that. Like Like
3: the next game, for instance. Oh, War of uh, the Human yes.
0: Tanks? Yeah, War of the
2: Human Tanks for PC is next on our list.
0: That, if I recall correctly, that's one of those uh, fairly critically acclaimed uh, Japanese games that it, where humans are literally tanks. Like the thing <laughs> where humans are literally boats. There, mm. is, there is yes. that one, where the, the boat girls...
2: Yeah, Ken Cole. Yes. Kensai Collection.
0: Yeah, It's a story-driven strategy game. Yeah, I've actually been... Uh, I've heard a lot of good things. Is this, this is already out, though. This has been out for a while. Like... I'm, I'm surprised it's listed, but yeah, you can, you can get this. Like it's really well recommended. It's actually apparently a really great game. Next up, yeah, it is actually yeah, five bucks. All right, go go have a look at it. That might be worth your time. Uh,
2: the next one is of course Monster Hunter Four yeah, Ultimate. Yeah, I wish
0: it was on a platform that didn't suck. Oh. I wish it was on
2: Wii U. <sighs> That would Jap- be amazing. That,
0: you know, there's another thing about Japan. You know, they've got their handheld cafes. They are big into that. Like, they will oh. not let Monster Hunter go onto a machine that doesn't suck because of the the primary audience is playing it on a handheld in a handheld cafe. That's mm. infuriating to me. I'm like, God, put it on something good, something that has some power behind yeah. it. But find a platform, Nintendo. Yeah, that's Nintendo, for in a nutshell.
2: Uh, next up is Ace Combat Assault Horizon Legacy Plus wow. for 3DS, what? aka really? the, it's wow. it's the flight game where there's a bunch of different there's a bunch of different ships that are like Nintendo themed.
3: But really, yeah. Ace they, Combat came out in like 2011 or something, right? It did. This yeah.
0: Legacy, yeah. Legacy Plus. Oh. Why would they? Why would they do this? Because they trying if I Any information on this, and I can't. Because they're. Too Uh, dumb to make a new Ace Combat game. What? The enhanced... uh, Yeah, yeah, uh, she wasn't kidding. Ace Combat Assault Horizon Legacy Plus was released in Japan January 29th this year. Supports amiibo figures. Uh
2: Uh-huh. It's also called Cross Rumble Plus in Japan. Oh. So if you're seeing logos for Cross Rumble Plus, it's not the wrong game. It's the same game. Yeah, you
0: can unlock Mario-themed planes and shit with amiibos. Oh my god, that looks amazing. There's a Bowser A10. Holy shit. Look at this fucking thing! I'm <laughs> not sure if I can actually show you this. Let me, let me see. You don't uh, get that in your tank, game. No, you fucking- yeah. No, you, you won't. That's actually- That saddens me. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's- uh, yeah,
1: that- Oh, wow. I love Ace Combat games. This is stupid as shit. There.
0: But, done. But look at it! Done.
1: There's a Bowser A10! It's a 10 its a Bowser yeah, it's, it's an A10 with a Bowser gimmick skin! to get you by amiibos, which is the stupidest fucking things in uh-huh. the game. Amiibos are so dumb. Okay,
0: Mr. Grump. We get the idea.
1: Amiibos suck! Stop buying
0: them. Fuck. Nobody's buying them.
1: There's that one idiots. guy that's buying idiots. them and reselling right. them. Yeah,
2: nobody's buying them. The what? same people
1: who, <laughs> who 10 years ago would have had 12 million Beanie Babies are buying these things. Yeah, yeah, You're uh, idiots. That's fair. You're I
0: idiots. still
2: have all my Beanie Babies.
0: Yep. If you yeah, scan in the Bowser toy, taken. you get an A10A Bowser. Fuck Retirement yeah. fund right there. Bowser right 10 Yeah,
2: totally. Okay. They're going to come back in. I just know <laughs> it. Nope. Next. Uh, next up is the Escapists. It's coming good out of
3: the game. I'm told. It's a game about it escaping prison, game. apparently. It's pretty fun. Right. I've not played this, but I just I remember looking at it and going, what, this is like Prison Architect? But But you try to escape from the prison. Yeah, yeah it's like it's, fun. It, it's kind
0: of like a survival RPG, but you're kind of in prison and you try to figure a way out of it. Uh, it's I think it just came out of early access, so I think it is now oh, cool. now fully playable. Oh no, they're and doing another one. The last game? No, please. Stop. February 16th.
2: Gas Guzzler's
0: Extreme Full no, Metal Zombie for no. PC. <laughs> this is the yes. third fucking Gas Guzzler's game, and this time they put fucking zombies in. Oh, stop it! It's Your game is not good. It was never good. Oh, my God, is this the fourth? Oh, it's a DLC no. for yes, Gas Guzzler's yeah. Extreme Full Metal Frenzy, which apparently came out at some point and I managed to thankfully avoid. <clears throat> no mm. it's a dlc for a dlc <laughs> no I'm, I'm deadly serious like this is a dlc for gas extreme this appears to be a dlc for gas Guzzlers extreme full metal frenzy which is a dlc
2: for... yes.
0: i i am blown away i couldn't i didn't think gas could get any shittier apparently it can wow you disappoint me like anyone that does a bad car combat game i hate you forever that happens. I want my Interstate 76 back. Quit fucking around with me. But make an HD remake of that. That was worthwhile.
3: I'm sorry. I'm very passionate about Is this. Is it subject. free? Can tell. Not at all.
2: <laughs> isn't
3: that? I don't think so. Oh no. You have to spend quite a lot of money to even get to it. D- don't. It, don't. Yeah, you're right. It's DLC for DLC. It's DLC for DLC. I'd... Great. Wow. Well, uh, at least no, one, no one tell 2K. Idea.
0: They'll come up with that idea themselves. <laughs> Oh, they're not going to send me on my games anymore. Uh, right, there we go. That's it. That's Back what's coming next out. next Tuesday. Yeah, not not too many games, i got to say, this week. Oh, well, never mind. So the last thing that we do on the show is, of course, allow people to plug and plug and plug and tell them
4: uh-huh.
0: where where can we go to watch your <laughs> wonderful content. Let's start with uh, Mr. Danny, the uh, the wonderful person from Gamespot. Uh, uh, thank you
3: so much for inviting me on. It's, ah, it's an fun. absolute pleasure. Uh, thank you very much for
0: uh, to t- taking the time.
3: No worries. Uh, all my stuff's on GameSpot.com. Obviously, our live show, The Lobby, is on every Tuesday, 2 p.m. Pacific, so it's going to be on in a few minutes on GameSpot. Uh, so you can go to GameSpot right after this and go watch Danny exactly. again? Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, if you want that. to. Um, at Danny Dwyer on GameSpot, uh, everything's there. My All those shows I tweet about. Um, and I just want to let everyone know as well that there is an associate editor position open at GameSpot at the moment, so if anyone is interested in getting into the traditional side of games journalism, um, make sure uh, I'll tweet about it in the next yep. uh, hour or so. You get to, go so, to that okay, GDC sex party, is going to be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. Nothing's hotter than game developers and games journalists. We're yeah. just like the Adonis's baby.
0: Indeed. Absolutely. Just chisel jaws everywhere. You'd be surprised
3: how good your abs are when you're sitting um, already playing video games or writing scripts. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Jesse, what's coming up this week? What's going on?
1: Well, I've decided that I'm just going to change my entire channel to only numbers. <laughs> and only score systems from now on. So, fuck y'alls. I'm going, uh, this episode, 8 of 10. Uh, but if you want to see some 10 of 10 content.
0: Uh, Don't watch his Dragon Age I,
1: I. You definitely should. It's great. It's still going. Her picking all the simulator. assholes who are like, this is never going to end. There no, are won't. who won't. Like, <laughs> there are many people who are like, this is great. Thank you for doing this because no one else on the internet is. Because everyone else on the internet,
0: 3 of 10s. Watch my uh, watch my channel. All right, dojo what's going on with the channel this week? What's going on?
2: If you would like some beautiful anime flavored three out of ten content, you <laughs> should head on over to youtube.com/slash press art to continue. Huzzah! And uh, I also have another channel, youtube.com/slash dexterity bonus, where I drink coffee and talk about my cats. Hasn't been as much going on on there because I was in the desert for a few days finding myself. Nice. And, and on all the social medias, I know Indeed I should have played golf. <laughs> But uh, on all the social medias, I'm at Dexbonus, D-E-X-B-O-N-U-S. Thanks so much for watching. If you love manga, you should tune into MangaPod tonight. It happens at 7.30 Pacific time, or you can go to my little stream announcement video on my channel and it'll have a countdown. (laughs) That's
0: in two and a half (laughs) hours. Three out of ten, at least. Yeah. Two of ten. At least three out of ten. 2.5. We don't do scores on my channel. Uh, We just talk a lot. Uh, well I'll, One I'll ta- of ten. the only scores with well, the only numbers we deal with are field of view horizontal and vertical alignments we will uh, i'll talk a lot about that but outside of that uh the dying light video went up this week yes i know it's late as shit i you know they sent me the copy late so i couldn't be asked that simple or uh, 10 eventually, no I eventually got that game up and i think evolve is probably on the docket i imagine i might have a look at hardline but <sighs> i'll probably just wait for the damn thing to come out frankly so it's mostly going to be Evolve and then a bunch of really cool indies. Uh, if you haven't checked it out already, go to Jenna's channel. We have new content up there. We have the play we have the play of Honey Pop if you wish to watch that. Some people have told me it was funny. And we also just put out a new show that we're calling Snark Trailers where we take some obscure games from Steam that have just come out, give them a few minutes publicity in exchange for being allowed to snark at them. So you will find <laughs> that on youtube.com slash Jenna Bane. Apparently some of the devs quite liked it, so we're probably going to be doing more of that. Oh god, the Honey Pop video's at 150,000 views already. Holy shit. (laughs) All right, there you go. All right, we're going to let Danny go to his other show. Remember to go over to gamespot.com to watch The Lobby, which is his podcast that's going to be going on in about five minutes' time. Thank you very much for watching the show. And, of course, big thanks to our sponsor, Squarespace, for allowing this to happen and letting us get... 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 for Squarespace. Squarespace. Giant piles of internet money. That's what we like for that. We might change the name to The Snark Tank. I like that. All right, folks, thank you very much. Hopefully you have a wonderful evening, and we'll see you around. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye bye